0: Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 155, that's what went away from the three-year anniversary Technically. because you were just about to turn 13 when we started, and you're just about to turn 16, so that math checks out, it does, right? Indeed. So we're back in the basement, we're going to talk about another week of wrestling after we banter about nonsense for a little bit, we'll uh, add money in the bank, right, review quickly, and... I even watched Ring of Honor a little bit. All I could say is the opener was good. Here's I did. my review. Gringo Loco and Commander
1: was fun. I think I saw Commander's dive from that. I don't know if I'll ever watch ROH because, like, if I'm not watching Collision, which is, like, the second biggest right. show of the company I do watch, I'm not going to watch a company that's owned by the company I watch. So I've dabbled in Collision. Uh I, I don't can't. know why I'm not watching Collision, and I swear it's not because I don't like Punk, because he's not even on the whole show. It's just, I don't... It's effort for me. I'm not going to lie. Like, It's because, like, I just... I really hate the Saturday Times. So it's just, like, there's things I'd rather do. It's just, like... Because I feel like Collision, like, any way you watch it, you're going to, like... And I think it's obviously with wrestling in general, because it's always, like, multi-hour things. But, like... Yeah. I feel like I have to sit down for a decent amount of time and dedicate to that. Correct And... That's not typically how I like doing it. I guess I could be watching it while I'm like gaming or something, but like there's other things I'd rather just watch, you know what I mean? And then it's once, just easy. if you're like me and you usually
0: are, once you've missed it for like two, three weeks and it hasn't uh, impacted you. Which I you, have. Right. And it's not like you don't yeah. feel like you can't follow dynamite or you're missing, you're hearing At your...
1: most, the only thing I'm really missing is the own heart tournament right now. Or if, because you consume a lot of wrestling media, if
0: all you yeah. heard was the show is amazing, then maybe you'd check it out. But, Yeah.
1: But I'm not like hearing anything other than like the only thing I've really missed is the guns joining right bullet club gold and then the Owen Hart tournament whatever's going on with that but even then that's not feeling like something like they'll recap it on Dynamite I, or something yeah
0: I'm not feeling like there's anything that's telling me I have to watch it and so with the time slot and just enough wrestling to watch like I just don't watch it yeah I may check things and ra- out.
1: Rampage is even worse off which we actually watched a bit of but that we did watch a bit the of Rampage was good, though randomly it
0: was yeah. ran ran it back the trios match.
1: Yeah, it was it turned out a lot different though. Yeah.
0: Uh so what do, what's new with us non-wrestling? Went to a circus last night. Mhm. Not an animal circus, uh like people doing people stuff. People circus. Right. So like uh juggler was cool. He did drop it once, but I don't I mean when you're doing that I'm not cra- gonna. much crazy stuff, I'm not going to pick on you. Um and then there was what uh acrobats that came out and did a few different things. Yeah. A contortionist who also did like a crazy routine on like a the Curtain thingy, curtain thing hanging from the sky. Um, yeah, it was. And then the the main event, I guess, was motorcycles in a steel ball.
1: I swear we've seen that before, and I don't remember where we've seen that it's before. It's scary, man. Two of them in there going, yeah, I don't know how they don't collide within at all. inches of each other. It's yeah. pretty nuts, but yeah, it was a good time. It was oh, a yeah, fun I'd show. watch that anytime because like the motorcycle thing, because I swear we've seen it before, but yeah. like it's still cool.
0: Yeah, it was a cool show, actually. Well done, and uh, a tight, tight
1: hour and a half, which I thought was perfect. I was surprised how close it was to the Scarborough town. It was like it was literally parking right there. Lot. I thought it was going to be like its own like in like a building or something nope. but in like its own place. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of near Scarborough, but it's literally right there. So pretty they much can in the parking pack
0: lot. that sucker up and anyone that has a parking lot and interest rate, they can set it up. It's pretty cool. I don't know yeah. how many people it seats, but I know you were like me. I was looking at it as they were replacing canvas is going 100 percent wrestling spot.
1: Yeah, it like that's what I thought when totally I came in. It looked exactly like a wrestling ring, like the completely bare like just the canvas and like the boards underneath. Like if there was no apron, no post, no turnbuckles. Yeah. N- no nothing, just like literally just the mat like it looks like a wrestling ring. It's
0: funny because you were we went with another family so you were like 6 people away from me, but I said to the other dad like I guarantee Jack is thinking this looks like a wrestling venue cuz I was thinking like they should rent it to uh, an indie company when they're not using it, right? Like That would it's be a really
1: interesting wrestling show, actually, to do it in a circus tent. Like, you could start a wrestling show at 10 o'clock because we were out of there by 8.30, right? So yeah. we'll let them change it over. Anyways. Well, yeah, um, like and, like, they had decent speakers. and Like, you could totally run a little wrestling easy. show there. Like, yeah. they, they had, like, their entrance curtain like that yeah, would it a, kind of be interesting.
0: It was a fun something to do in the summer, right? And ticket prices, their, their racket is ticket prices were pretty affordable, but then everything in there. Like popcorn was $15 for the big one, I heard. Yeah, crazy. Um,
1: What was it? I think the cotton candy was six. I thought it was four because I was trying to look from far away. But, like, and there's like what the balloons and all the toys, I'm sure, were overpriced. Yeah, you're now too old to care about. Nice, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate that. I was just noticing, like, everything, like, they gotta. I mean, they really do. They do rake it in decently. I, I shouldn't think. assume you don't want a light-up sword. I guess. Well, me, I me and Logan were talking about it, so <laughs> that's funny. I, I should. did. Just I did. I did want it, but that's okay. Right. I, I didn't have cash, so but, otherwise, I probably would have. You know. But yeah, it was a good time, and I've already got a basketball
0: practice under my belt. This morning, went to your brother's. He has two early morning games tomorrow, um, and then tonight is. I don't know if you're gonna come over at the local establishment. Mike's band's playing a bit. Yeah, mom told me. Where is it though? Uh, you could easily bike or walk there. Where? It's over by uh, shoppers, by the dentist, kinda not far. W- where would that be? It's in. This is really fascinating. No, podcast. but like,
1: I'm. I know where you're talking about, in but like, Tanini's what? In Plaza. But like, do you know what specific? Yeah, by restaurant. Yeah, I, wild what's it called? Built. Oh, I don't know.
0: I know. That's why I wasn't saying it because it doesn't make a
1: difference to you. Well, I. It might have. It's over there. Anyways, o- over there. I could get a bubble So yeah, tea.
0: they're playing. I think I'm going to head over and listen to them. They're pretty fun. Uh, and then, I don't know, we'll do whatever. But
1: anyways, I'm bantered out you, unless you have something uh, exciting. Oh, well, I mean, uh, the only thing I can think of is um, the, uh, I, as I do, I find uh, sales sometimes. And so we got oh, the right. $10 AEW accessory packs at the Scarborough Walmart. That they're, originally started at how much? They like, usually are like $15, yeah. so it's like 5 bucks off, which is pretty solid. So, they had, like, because the aw has got, like, those accessory pack things instead of the barbed wire ones. Um, and so, they had, like, a bunch of them at the Walmart for, like, five bucks less than they usually are. Yep. So, I got three for the price of two. Right. Which, that's that's the better way to look at it, right? You, you get, could just... get a free one. Yeah. Instead just, of getting two for cheaper, you get three for the same, same price amount. you would that's get that's the two choice two he for. made. Yep. And I think that smart makes smart finances. Sense. Yeah, yep. it is. Yeah. And then I barbed wired out a ring. It looks cool. I just checked it out before I sat down. Yeah. It does look good. Yeah. That's cool. And I got the bloody mocks and Kenny, so those are I saw that too useful. set up in there. That's yeah, good. That's the only other thing I got. Nice. Well, that's I'm good enough. Anything.
0: That's good banter for us. So let's get into actually talking about wrestling, because I feel like this might be a fairly large episode because with adding a pay-per-view. Uh, but before we get to that, we're going to do what we always do, which is talk about some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. <laughs> All right, so we should have just recorded that whole in-between part there. That was yeah, quite that, that entertaining. Was but um, to look at the ratings, we've got NXT averaging 508,000 viewers, down 18.3, so not good. Earned a .13 in the key demographic, down 23.5. Uh, a meaningful lowest audience since, again, this week. Lowest right. audience a le- total. A legitimate one, so to speak. Lowest in the NXT's history for an episode aired on USA. So basically, since like, let's say late 2019. The only episode to draw a lower viewership was in 2022 when NXT was moved to sci fi due to Olympic coverage. But that's not USA. Right. So they're saying, and that you're going to lose viewers because you're not on the station yeah, yeah, if yeah. people don't know. Right? So
1: basically, like, lowest since they went two hours. Yeah. I guess. Say. Pretty like, much. Because they went, what, it was like September 2019 is my best guess. Like, yeah. September, October 2019. Uh, they went two hours. God, they went to USA. I forgot it was an hour for a long time. Oh yeah, and so I, easily digestible in an hour. I mean, I like two hours. I honestly think, like in hindsight, like I think they went two hours at the right time. I think one hour nxt was pretty great, but I think at a point it would be too little. So I think like the when the when they went two hours, I think it was about the right time. They could have probably done two hours a little sooner. Yeah, but I think like especially now, I think two hours is like appropriate. We've, but we've but said it a million I think times. One hours was great. Ninety minutes is perfect. That would be, but nice, no yeah. one will ever do it. No. But, uh, especially now it's not on the network. I think they could have totally, I think the best thing would have been, that to would do, have been a chance. They could have done, they should have done 90 you. minutes. Yes. And then like, if they had to go two hours to go on USA, that's fine. Right. But like, I think 90 minutes would have been interesting. Yeah. Cause mm. no one can really do that unless you have your own service. 90 perfect. Yeah. To me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what else? Sense. I
0: did keep collision because it's an interesting, I don't know why I kind of, even though I really like AEW as a company. My visceral reaction is that I'm kind of pleased that Collision keeps plummeting in ratings, and that's
1: not nice. It's I think I, just the I way share I feel. a similar sentiment, partially because like AEW is my favorite wrestling company. Yeah, but, it's, but for me, it's partially because I don't have a vested interest in the show. We're not, so watching, I it don't already, care. So not watching it already. I'm not watching. And well I know who the show is right. all about. So if it tanks, that's not gonna look good on him. No. Right. So. So you ready? All right. Four hundred fifty-two thousand viewers
0: down 24 percent after being because it remember it debuted at 800 something oh yeah which obviously that's going to be inflated that's like half their viewers uh earned a 0.13 in the demo down 38.1 percent um this is not what they want to hear but it's a nice point of comparison the numbers are almost identical to rampage
1: the night before oh
0: like that's not the plan,
1: right? So yeah, isn't this supposed to be like above rampage? It's supposed to be like one I, mean, I, th- I think. I think you know? like star power and card wise it is above rampage, For but sure. like shouldn't it be doing Ratings- better than wise, Rampage yeah. Right? Like that's kinda interesting.
0: I wonder if they can flip the two shows time slots. Cause if they went to Friday night I don't know, Friday night
1: doesn't seem as bad to me as Saturday. I know you have to get an extra hour. It depends on like but- well, they're both on TNT, so it like, could maybe depend on out. the TNT. Yeah, I would like that because um, Rampage would be an easy, digestible thing on the weekends if right. I wanted to. Like, I mean, let's be honest, I probably wouldn't. But Rampage
0: is a show that once it's done and I hear I need to see something from places yeah, I trust, yeah. mm-hmm. then I go get it, right? Yeah, pretty much. I
1: think Collision will work better on a Friday now. I do too. I still want to love it. Probably. Um, but, like,. I don't know. I just feel like Collision doesn't have a good slot. Like, I think Dynamite slot is perfect. Mm-hmm. I love the Wednesday slot. Tuesday, Wednesday is fantastic. Yep. Um, Monday's all right, but obviously Raw, like yeah. So no one's gonna do it. No. But like, I mean, Impact did it. Just... it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just as a standalone day, like that would work. But honestly, like Thursday or Friday, I guess is probably the best thing Collision could do. Yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, that that would work. And like Rampage, then it would, it could be kind of the Heat slot. You know how like right. they always did Heat before the pay per views now. He is obviously a lot lower than Rampage. Say what you want about Rampage, but there's Sunday night, no N- Sunday night Heat is a lot worse. But like, it would act as like somewhat of a, like a pre pay per view kind of thing. Right, like you could do a pre pre show if there's like, um, like before pay per view if you wanted to load up Rampage, then it would like be a lot in closer proximity. That yep. would, and it'd be interesting at least. I
0: I would, I would prefer it personally for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, and then Dynamite was 855,000 viewers, up 5.7 and a 0. 0.29 in the demo, which is up 20.8%. So pretty good numbers for them this week. And I mean, for Dynamite, not great for Collision and NXT. I got a
1: bunch of news, but... I got a
0: decent amount. Okay, let's go. Some of mine are really quick um, So
1: going back to Collision, I think I mentioned this to you, so it's, it's kind of interesting. Is uh, Malachi Black requested that the House of Black are yes. exclusive to her, uh Collision? I... And so what he was saying was, um, he doesn't want people to get the pick. It's like he right. w- he wants to be like Saturday. You get to see the House of Black, and that's w- if that's what you want, you go to watch Collision because that's when you get to see them. Right. And he's his opinion is if he you get the option to go like Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, uh, they're gonna go like it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get it. I just wish he picked Dynamite. Me too. Like, and yeah, they want to be
0: exclusive to one, right? And saying, like, if you want to see us, this is you but I don't disagree
1: with hitching your horse to one because that's sound-ish logic. Yeah. I just think you hitched yourself to the wrong horse.
0: Well, and also, like, just the trio stuff has cooled off. They started out going, okay, the House of Black basically have this open challenge thing. They're wrestling all the time, and now they're, they're not. not. even
1: doing that on collision right, right it's now. Not they're feuding not with Andrade.
0: It. It's that it's not happening.
1: Yeah and, yeah, and we wouldn't see it, I guess. Yeah, I guess, for sure. I don't. Although, if know. they had a good matchup, that, again, might be one that I would... And maybe they should have just picked Rampage. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Exclusive Rampage. <laughs> right. Then then just that main event. That was Hooked for a while. That's true, yeah. He was. They would just main event every week, because who else could could have main event Rampage? Um, anyone. <laughs> uh,
0: according to Meltzer, and it I mean, it seems like it, and we'll talk about the vignette this week
1: on NXT, Baron Corbin is full-time NXT. I actually like Dante's... I actually really liked that. Me too. And I... Like, and it was, I, I did see it. It was I actually paid attention to and it. And I really mentioned good. it last week, and I'll get into it more when we talk NXT. But like, I think he's a good fit, and
0: I come from a place of not being a Baron Corbin fan at all. I used to like him. I a, liked
1: him in the Lone Wolf days. I'm
0: not a hater either. I was just kind of like, this is a guy that's willing to do whatever they
1: give him and try with it, right? He's not amazing in the ring, but if you... With g- the right gimmick, he's good. Because right. I and hated him as, like, Constable sucked, King Corbin but, sucked. But he'll try. Happy Corbin he'll sucked. He'll do whatever, and he'll try. Bomb Corbin okay. Yeah, he tried. He's one of those guys, yeah. I think if he can find his footing, then, like, he could go back up, obviously, right? Yeah. Like, I think this is a good way to help him kind of figure yep. out what he needs to do, and then he could also, like, benefit from working with, like, Reha-
0: Being rehabbed, or just yeah. have, like, main roster fans forget about him for a while. Because they're not all watching NXT or following it even, right? So it allows them to sort of like reset and come back, kind of yeah. thing, if he needs to. Yeah, yeah. But yeah,
1: I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'll, okay, I'll switch up to keep it related to NXT. Okay. Um, you see what NXT star or former NXT star is back. It's really flown under the radar. I don't think so. Um so Indy Hartwell is back in I the ring. Didn't uh, she made no. her in ring return or I guess main roster debut on Raw. She was in the women's tag turmoil match with Kenneth okay. Ray. At least the they're way? at least they're a solid, like they're at least a somewhat a legitimate team. Right. Um, if you decide to talk about their history. Yeah. Again, some people won't have a clue. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um they didn't win, naturally. That was Chelsea Green and Sonia DeVille, you know, the greatest tag team in Obviously. the division. Um, but, yeah, she's back, and it seemed Good. to kind of fly under the radar because I didn't actually see it in news. I saw it I when totally I was looking forgot. for high spots, and I was like, that was one of the clips they had, that she returned in that match. I was like, oh, okay. I forgot about her. Yeah. My bad. Well, she probably had, like, one of the either worst or for most forgettable reigns as champion ever. Like, I yes. still don't understand why they did that. Me either. I was shocked It still doesn't make multi-person sentence. match. Like, I think they would have benefited far more from having Perez feed to Stratton, and then Stratton yeah. beats Perez instead of...
0: It felt like... She was just delaying what they really wanted to do. Yeah. Well, whatever. Good for her. <laughs> it's weird. She's fine. Yeah. I guess Roman Reigns, I don't know still, but his TikTok account was banned. Oh, he got unbanned. I don't know why. I thought that was funny, though. Apparently, they, it says TikTok is super strict about, like, violence or simulated violence. And so a lot of wrestling accounts have been,
1: quote, banned or shut down That's or whatever. Dumb. Yeah. So anyways, he's back in. <laughs> That's fine. thought that was funny. Um, So, I saw a thing that all in ticket sales, the Wembley show, um, they've been surging recently. Oh, yeah? Um, Yeah, they're doing pretty good. Um, So, available tickets, there's 12,937. The current setup is 87,825, and they've sold 74,888. So do you think it's a giant coincidence that John Cena
0: in front of a UK crowd comes on and goes, hey, we need to get you a WrestleMania? I'm sure that's just totally a coincidence, right? Ah. That they'll do a hundred and something thousand.
1: Yeah. I don't think... I don't know if they will because when Triple H was asked about it, like there's a lot of things that obviously go into uh, getting a Mania somewhere. Cena sold it pretty hard to
0: bait and switch them, although I guess he's done it before. Well, it's
1: not, not like... No, I'm not saying he's bait and switching them. I'm saying like... If they do, it, like, probably won't be soon or, like, it'll probably be a while. Like, I'm saying, like, there's a lot that goes into it. So, like, it's not, like, going to be, like, fast track. So, even if it does happen, we're going to, like, it'll be a while. Yeah, it'll be not uh, this year. Yeah, but. (laughs) Or or um, next or next, uh, probably. This will be sweet, and they could they could sell at the show if they just confirm Osprey and Omega right now. Yeah, you absolutely. don't got to build it for a couple months, but like if you just confirm that now, I would, my ticket. I would I would try to buy a ticket if they just to say I I, I went to two of the three matches. You know? Right. Yes. And then um. then yeah. But that's doing really well. I hope they sell it. I don't know if they will, but um, I'm, I'm glad already they're really good because it's already like the biggest. Crazy. Yeah. I think what's the biggest show in the history of the sport or that's something. That's what like, I'm saying.
0: That WWE
1: events will not allow that to stand. Oh, I would. I'm gonna so, laugh my ass off if they if they like sell it out and they just got like. Cause I mean I know some of their shows like Collision like there's a lot of empty seats or whatever. But like if they sell a Wembley, you can't smack smack talk them too much. Cause, so they'll come
0: and do two nights and that'll count and that'll be the record because they'll add it. They'll just do whatever math
1: they want, right? To be like awesome. no, if AEW gets the biggest show in in wrestling history, that will be that. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm super pumped about that.
0: And speaking of money in the bank, it's the high and highest grossing things, uh, highest
1: grossing arena event in WWE history. So what does that entail? Because I also saw the MSG SmackDown yesterday was the highest grossing SmackDown. So brought in the most, I guess, just from tickets
0: in terms of sales from tickets. Okay. Um, Does that mean they charge more? (laughs) No, just because there's more seats, right? Because it's so huge. Yeah, but one. And you sold all of them. Because the O2 a... is big. It was also the Wait, highest so it's grossing. It's the highest
1: grossing what? Like. uh, Highest grossing arena event. Okay. Because it's so a big arena. We're not including like Manias or the no, stadium, SummerSlams or Not stadiums, or r- just rumbles. arenas. Okay. Okay. No, that makes more sense than I That's and, what I was clarifying. And highest grossing SmackDowns, same
0: because it's it was in on the O2. MSG.
1: No, that was MSG yesterday, I think. Uh, or was I think it the, O2 the one, one that was in the O2. Is oh, that, okay. I thought it was MSG last one. night. Okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently Tyler Breeze is reportedly still under a deal with WWE, despite really? being released I in 2021. Because huh. uh, remember, Breeze Angle got released, yeah. in that era. But um, it's a deal tied to Up Up Down Down, which makes oh, more sense. That does. Um, I just thought that was interesting because, and it makes sense because I think he would still. I think they do like my GM stuff and like yeah. they still do stuff on the channel, and he's also in 2K23, so right that adds up. He's affiliated. Yeah, that was interesting.
0: Uh, unfortunately, Willow lost her New Japan Strong Women's Championship at, uh, as expected, at Independence Day Night Two to Julia. I don't know if you've seen her. Or,
1: I thought it was Guila or something. No,
0: uh, she's good. I've watched her. Kind of yeah. remi-
1: like uh... Kenta lost his belt too. Yeah, and act- and whoever had the tag titles because I think Coglin and uh, Gabe Kidd, one of the New Bullet Club guys. Right. So Bullet Club's weird now. Yeah. This seems to be going towards
0: Julia facing. Um, Tasha Banks, Monet, when she yeah. comes back from yeah. they just because that title was kind of thrust upon Willow, right? So I think they needed to get it back over there, sort of thing. Which is too bad because Willow's cool, but mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, I
1: noted it there. A lot of strong title changes. Yes, busy. Mm-hmm. Um, the reported WrestleMania 40 main event plan as of now is guesses. Sorry, the what main event? Reported next main e- Mania event. So next year, oh, Mania, ma- like main event. Main sorry,
0: main event. Rock and Reigns.
1: No. Hmm.
0: Is it both current roster people? Yeah. Oh, Reigns. Yeah.
1: Cody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which I can't help but feel it's too late. It's. it's I just. They butchered certainly that. Testing it. They butchered it. Yeah. I'm um, like, I understand one of the thousand days, and I get all that, but then like, they shouldn't build Cody like that because that just like, I don't know. They can't. They can't do that. And it, I've seen people are making the case for Jey Uso now. Yeah and honestly with how Cody ended i'm okay, perfectly fine with Jay Uso ending the title run that'd be interesting Co- Cody can end the story like by beating anyone else like yeah I, like he doesn't have to be roman to end this or to finish the story sorry um, finish the story yeah like jay can get his payback cuz it's th- that's a way more full circle moment jay yeah, beating is. roman it than is. than cody and so Cody can be anyone and still finish the story. It's not like it has to be Roman just cuz Roman has a loose tie to dusty roads. If Vince is in charge, I can't see him giving I An Uso. No, but the I top spot. I, I haven't heard much about Vince like other than the creative changes, but I haven't heard like Well, a on lot Friday night, my next story, <laughs>
0: there was a rumor floating around social media that WWE President Nick Khan and CCO Triple H were planning quote a creative intervention meeting with Vince McMahon. And the original rumor stated what that, would that, that Khan and Triple H were planning meeting with Vince and that they would tell the chairman to back off a little on creative input, especially late changes. Nice. But as of the report, wherever I got this from, I forget. No such meetings had happened, and another WWE source said it was silly and claimed it wasn't true. So it's under the category of rumors for sure. But
1: I would hope so. Right. I I hope they do that. that would be. Nice. I don't know how that would pan out for them, but I would hope that they do that. Right. I only have one more. Oh, I have three more. Okay. Um well we already talked about this one, but um Trench is out of AEW <laughs> upon his contract expiring. I I would thought for sure you were going to lead with that. Oh, I should have. Cuz it's your
0: favorite wrestler, right? Trench. Yeah, you texted me We just me. need boudreaux out of here. You texted me when it happened cuz that yeah. was how
1: important it was to you. Yeah. <laughs> you were like out somewhere doing something and I hey, get. I mean, that means I think it was at work. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's right. That um, could be. That's just good because that means no more mogul affiliates. No, I don't got to worry about that anymore. That's funny. That's and I and I told
0: you I had a listener email about it that the the news that trench and I was like oh he knows that he already (laughs) texted me about it. I told you he was useless. Yeah. Boom. There you go. I told you so. Well, maybe he'll he'll go somewhere else and be amazing. And I didn't say he was amazing. I just said I didn't hate him like like a the heat of a thousand suns like you do. Well, he
1: looks dumb. (laughs) Do you see all those tattoos? I did. Hell nah
0: uh, do you know the, what the SummerSlam card... This is internal SummerSlam card, so it might Ooh. be spoilers and or okay. it might change. Okay. Do you want to guess
1: at matches? Sure. Go ahead. Um, Jay and Roman? Uh, no. What? Is, what's Roman doing then? Uh, where is Roman?
0: Let me just go through them. This is going to be confusing because okay. I put it all in one solid block. So Rhodes-Lesnar. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Probably Bullrope. Stratus-Lynch.
1: Yeah, makes A- sense.
0: Osaka flair belair yeah. Triple threats. Gunther
1: McIntyre. I Ooh, think. nice. Yeah. Rousey Baszler, obviously. Hey, yeah. Logan Paul Ricochet. Yeah, that makes sense. They're having a segment next week. Uh, Rhea Ripley
0: Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, and expected to be on there, but not yet determined in what capacity. Rollins, Owen Zane, Theory,
1: and maybe Edge. No Roman. Somehow worked in. No. It says no Roman at all. There's got to be Roman. No way he's missing SummerSlam. I don't know. I know he missed his shows, but no way he's missing SummerSlam. It's supposed to be one of the big four, right? So Exactly. I guess we'll see. And that's it for me. Interesting. Um, Okay. All right. Um, So, Grayson Waller's reportedly receiving a lot of positive receptions backstage for his segments lately. Yeah, he's good, man. And his match with Edge. Yeah, he's good people um, don't want to like him he is hateable yeah no doubt but you have to get past that and he's good I think he got some respect from Edge after that so I mean he nice. did lose but yeah, hopefully like some good will come out of that I mean I guess I guess you could like working with Edge in your first match is pretty good yeah nonetheless he's a guy WWE MSG.
0: could use for decades just cause he's presentable he can talk he can he's think old. on his feet he could do like oh. mainstream media stuff like mm-hmm. yeah they
1: can use and he's good in the ring like he had some matches I really liked in NXT yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's good for him. Nice. Uh, and last one is uh, Yuta came in a dynamite with a hamstring injury. Oh, did he? Yeah, it's a physical um, match for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, Melter said that the belief is it's not a full tear, so he should be fine for blood and gut still. Oh, good. Or else yeah. we got to get more substitutes <laughs> in somehow. Got to like get them to bring in Ono and, um, I don't know. Someone else, <laughs> Chris Jericho, since he's joining the family. Right, exactly. <laughs> like Use him now, like that. Oh yeah, Claudio's in Blackpool. So, c- 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 oh, okay, yeah, no, that makes more sense. That's why. No, that's, I was just thinking because he's like that. That's
0: the new dream that I heard somewhere, right? That Jack is on board for, yeah.
1: and that is that we'll get we get. For blood and guts, we get the Elite and Ibushi. Yep. Or Golden Elite, if you will. Yep. And then you get uh Blackpool, Takeshta, and Cashisono. Right. Or Chris Hero. Chris and Hero then back. they sign him and they put him in the faction. Right, because Claudio could be like I got somebody that'll fit in just fine. And, and that can, can be the him. tag Boom. team of the that can be the tag team of the Because Chris
0: Hero's awesome. We he all is. know this. I don't
1: care if he's Chubby or not Chubby. No, he's, he's a boss. He's just a cash is is awesome all right he is awesome. if he stuck around nxt longer i would have given him the north american title he is all right fun to and watch. i stand by that opinion i agree because yeah. he he was sweet and i always liked him even when he they shipped him off to nxt uk for no reason i know he's he good. still cool all
0: right well let's sick. get this started we're gonna go back about a week exactly right and because it was in oh, the yeah. afternoon it was or whatever a week, yes and talk about a wwe ple that took place and that was uh money in the bank 2023 All right, so since it's a week away, I don't have a ton. I have some stuff on each match, but not a ton. Not move for move by any means, because most people will have seen it by now, I assume, right? So it starts out, so. starts out uh, with the men's Money in the Bank match. So that is Ricochet, Nakamura, Ellie Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, and Logan Paul. First of all, I really like the
1: field. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty good. I People are complaining. It's not very star-studded, but like I think that's it's That's what I also, like about Money in the Bank, though. That's what I kind of like, yeah. So my ideal is, like,
0: you have really good book, top of the card, main event stuff, and then the ladder matches are for that next group. Like, that's how it should be for me. And that's what it kind of was tonight, right? Reigns has stuff to do. All of your main event guys have stuff to do. Um, And these are the next tier. So I really like this group. Um, So it starts out, they immediately stare down and attack Logan Paul for a little bit, right? And then it kind of breaks off into pairs. Um, Paul and Priest briefly try to team up, but it backfires, and Priest ends up hitting Paul. Ricochet, I think, had the first big spot of the night where he dove through a la- through a ladder to take out people on the outside. Right. Um, Butch hit a moonsault from a pretty high ladder. Uh, Peter Dune. Ricochet and Paul, that spot where they did the Spanish fly. Did you mention the frog splash? Uh, go ahead. Which on frog- the ladder? Oh, that was crazy. That too. didn't break. Yes, the ra- ladders were really rigid in this show.
1: They just not. I mean, this might not have gimmick them, and because Paul, certainly he had didn't like, look like Priest it. had like a ladder between the barricade and the ring. Oh and yeah. He was uh, laying on it, and then Paul had like ran off the apron in a frog splash and he just bounced off it. Yeah. Just like like classic, like you just like they kind of ragged off it or whatever. And I think Whiplash. It, it was ricochet, and Paul went for the. A Spanish, Spanish fly, fly from but, the ropes, but they got kind of got tangled up, and they both landed really bad through the tables. Yeah, Paul still had one of his legs, like, over on the other side of the ropes. And <laughs> it I think, was a pretty gnarly spot. Like,
0: it looked, yeah, it looked rough. Um, they definitely didn't get all of it. They, yeah, definitely not uh la knight was super super popular here people loved him and it there was a spot right where he looked like he had it i still think
1: it's a mistake not to take him
0: and then that was the final spot right where priest kind of hit him with a pretty rough looking um what's he called broken arrow arrow, right um and then so priest climbs up and grabs
1: the case and so neither of us picked that because no, I we took did not. Knight and you took Paul. I should have. I, I think Priest is a solid pick, and I understand it. Priest was it. my second. Pick. I think like that's the o- only non Ellie Knight pick that I wouldn't be mad about because right. like it makes sense internally for them, and I don't hate Priest. I, yeah. I, I I've always liked him a little. Um, I just think it was kind of a mistake not to go with Ellie Knight. Yeah, that, that's all. Did you need? They should strike while the iron's hot, right? People, but again, and Ellie Knight's older, like they don't have a lot of time with him.
0: They didn't plan for him to be this popular, so they will not address it. This I guess. was not, the, which but, is such a stupid way to be, because AEW would, of course, hopped on that. Any smart businessman would see this, but Vince—he's way more
1: over than Priest, and no, he's
0: better than Priest. Vince is in a spot where no matter what they do, they have their fan base, right? They, it doesn't matter, right? What they and do. they have, have their trying. master plan. Already. They don't like have to try.
1: They're going with that. Yeah, it's
0: almost um, more likely that he'll be punished for getting this big when they're not ready, not on their schedule. Yeah. then
1: he'll be rewarded, which is crazy. Yeah. I think, And I'd ah. like to think if Triple H were in charge, it'd be less of and that. I but. think it's dumb because they didn't, they want LA Knight to be a manager because of his age. You're right. Guess who's older? Damian Priest. Right. Damian Priest is older than LA Knight. So is he? he? is. I've seen people talking about that. And like, he's older than Damian, huh. or he's older than LA Knight. I'll, I'll lo- look will Because I know right Knight's now, 41. But. I thought Priest was, he's close. I know he's older than people think he is. LA Knight's 40, and I'm pretty sure Priest is 41.
0: That could be true. Because Priest's been around for a long time. Oh,
1: he's 42, but I think wait, September, November, boom, two nice, months. Nice. I win. Um, um, yeah. So, like, that's just kind of. Finn Balor's older than Damien Priest. Like, right. He's 41. Jesus. So,
0: Priest wins in 20 minutes, which I felt was like perfect time, basically, for these matches. Like, 20 to 25 feels great. Uh, I thought this match was really good, and this was my match of the night, I think, still. Um, and that's not to say i did like a couple other things on the show yeah. too i just thought there was no lulls in this at all there were several memorable spots right um <laughs> for better or for worse and i didn't pick priest but his win makes sense he's a heel which yeah. is better with the case well his group is doing, heel, and his group is doing stuff right now yeah. right it makes sense um i thought it was a really good start to the show i quite enjoyed this yeah. and i mean it's just
1: further evidence that LA knight is a big deal right now yeah um, I'm mad that he didn't win, but I'm not mad at the, their pick itself. Right. Because Ellie and I decide it's not a bad pick because I feel like sometimes they make the wrong picks. Like, I think Theory last year was the wrong pick. Um, I think Big E was the right pick. I think, like, but picks like Otis, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman were wrong picks. Right. But I think they went with, like, a good pick here. Yep. Maybe not the right pick, but, like, a good pick. And, like, a fairly logical one. Like, for, if Vince has his hand in this, it's a surprisingly logical one. Yes. Like, I think, I think it's the next best option. Yep. That's what agree. I'm trying to say. And so. I thought the match was good. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the match was really good. And, like, I always like the men's ladder match, the main event, but I think it's a solid opener as well. Because you couldn't move the main event they had, right? Yeah. It had that had to makes be sense, there. Yeah. So I uh, guess it's the, ne- the next best thing again.
0: Things kind of took a step back for me, and I think you as well. We got the women's tag team championship next. Yeah. So Rousey and ben, uh, Baszler, the champions, defending against Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Um, so, Morgan and Rodriguez were in control early, and they sort of cleared the ring, and then Rodriguez bombed Morgan from the ring onto Rousey and Baszler on the floor. The champions then got control, kind of focusing on the shoulder of Liv Morgan for a bunch of this, right? Because uh, so that's what Basler do. The heels... Are are they the heels? Rousey and Baszler? Yeah. Yeah. The heels are isolating... Basler's
1: never not been a heel. True.
0: Are isolating Morgan and its shoulder and ankle, it seems, and then... We get hot tag to Rodriguez. She dominates, obviously. Power moves, throw in Rousey and Baszler. Also, around. can I just say, in their entrance, yeah. it
1: made me realize how, like, I think I mentioned too when we were watching, how lame Raquel is now. Yeah, she's like, she's just like she's been boiled down to a smiling Latina the, who's like big and the potential we saw in her in NXT. We were like, oh man, she was great in NXT. She should be the next. And I thought she had, she did have something. She had like the what the China kind of aspect. Yeah, and like she was actually cool. Like, and she just wasn't some flat note latina character and now it's just like her theme is leaning right. into that her name is leaning more into that because what comes becomes your identity with Vince. right and rodriguez is like that's the literally what in superstore that's the right what she always calls amy that and like that's right. like the stereotypical uh latino or like hispanic last name so it's like and i just even her ring gear it's so colorful now it's just like i don't know it's like i just noticed that a lot here and it just kind of bothers me because she was cool before there's hope because Ripley wasn't cool for a while either. And now Not she's sure. awesome. So Not let's look like she's a
0: powerhouse who can like she's had some good matches too. You just have to figure out give her a little bit of character, something more, right? Mm-hmm. Um but anyways, Basler eventually gets Morgan in the Kirafuda clutch. Morgan escapes. Rousey tagged in, um, and then immediately Basler just starts attacking her right her own and partner
1: careful clutches her uh,
0: yeah putting her in that and then just sort of walking off leaving rousey behind alone obviously she gets hit with the oblivion and this was only nine minutes um
1: thoughts on this nah <laughs> i like fine at best but yeah the women's tag is just like they are they just don't and do i'm not up things. on main roster but this turn is out of nowhere yes oh yeah i i, I think i don't hate it I, no, <laughs> I'm mixed on it because I love it because I love Baszler and I've been pushing for Baszler ever since she came to the main roster, even though she did the whole weird vampire thing and that she's was awesome, really weird. And she should but be yeah, a big deal. I've been pushing for Baszler literally the whole time she's been on the main roster yep. and I, it's been infuriating, but I digress. And so I'm happy for her in that aspect because I think it's good for her. I think she can get on her own again because I think plaguing her in the women's tag division like three times yep. is not good, especially when it was with Nia Jax, but whatever. And I just, like, it is random, because... And I think the reason she gave on her Raw promo, which we'll talk about later, mm-hmm. and already did talk about off-air, uh, but we'll talk about later. And I think, like, her reasons make sense, but there's no, like, tease of that, which I guess sometimes there isn't, but, like... Sure, I don't hate it. But just with... To me, it feels like the main roster thing. is like they haven't been teaming that long. Like for most, like for half of the time, she was just helping Rousey with her title run, right? Because there's the shotsy feud and whatever. And then they haven't had the tag titles that long. No. They haven't had a lot of tag matches together. So I don't know. It it's kind of weird. I I'm kind of torn between. It makes sense, but it also feels short circuited at the same time.
0: She would be my top heel if I'm running a
1: company. Oh yeah, she's she has to run the division at some point. Like her time's got to come. Hold on, I want to see how old she is. But, so um, I'm she's hopeful. I'm hopeful. No, I don't think she's crazy. So, I, I, I'm hoping that this turn means she gets some attention
0: and a big push. Obviously, we both want that. But 42. Correct me if I'm wrong. This didn't feel
1: like a pay per view match, right? Like I'm not saying no. it was bad, but no. the only thing that felt like pay per view kind of marquee was the turn itself, right? And that that other than that, this match could have been stuck on Ron. I wouldn't give a crap. Right? Exactly how I felt with a few things. Um, Then we get a
0: match I think I was looking forward to, I think you were as well, the Intercontinental Championship Mm -hmm. with Gunther and Riddle because there's potential there for a fantastic match where two guys would just be beating the hell out Mm -hmm. of each other as Walter does. Um, So you get strikes from both of them to start the match and then Gunther obviously uh, starts with his trademark chops and gets the advantage. Riddle sort of has a bunch of comeback attempts, but they're cut off by Gunther just the way he can, right? Like one strike will outweigh like 10 of yours sort of thing, which is was even more believable when it was husky Gunther, but it still is believable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he starts to focus on riddles coming in with an injured ankle from what? I forget. Attacks Already?
1: and stuff like that.
0: So yeah, um, that starts to be uh, focused on with ankle locks and chops and things. He eventually, that being riddle, hits a ripcord knee and a floating bro to get an earfall. And then he gets Gunther in a triangle choke in, after Gunther went for a splash. But Gunther obviously does a power bomb out of that, escapes it. Goes for like a half crab, I think, and is slapping Riddle's foot, and ankle, <laughs> I thought was interesting. Ankle lock one final time and a tap in. Guess the time on this, the match before. Seven. Th- you're so close. The match before this was nine, and this one was eight, and this is a ple. So this yeah, is this something one that comes didn't up.
1: feel. This one felt really underwhelming to me. <laughs> My first thing is fine match that under delivered for me. because well, I like, I really like these two, and they just they're the way they work seems so complementary of each other but and I it know. doesn't really work. It should... Or it didn't, it didn't work because they didn't give it time to, like, they did room to breathe and, like, kind of build to something. It's just, like, I would have cut the women's tag and then... This, like, I like the idea of the pre- pre-existing pre injury and I guess it kind of predicts or, sorry
0: protects Riddle, but I feel like we got, like, half a match yeah. out of this, right? I had yeah. high hopes it didn't, didn't get there and, like, no Walter match is going to be bad, especially not with Riddle, but... Like I thought, this had the potential to be a show stealer, right? Yeah, and it was just kind of disappointing. And it and it wasn't. um, It
1: was solid, but like disappointing.
0: And I guess the big part was after the match. Maybe that's part of why it was so short. uh, Gunther's in the ring celebrating, right? And Drew uh, Drew McIntyre's music hits, and he gets a great reaction, Mm -hmm. honestly. Um, so he gets like nose to nose with Gunther, Glasgow kiss, and then uh, Claymore to Gunther, right? So nice to have him back. He's a star. Um, yeah, he's a. Very talented big man, and a, he can do a really good baby face, and a match with Gunther should be yeah, awesome. Yeah, if he got so. the title, he
1: could elevate it. I mean, I would also just keep it on Gunther, because why wouldn't you keep but it on I, Gunther? Like, but... you
0: could have those two for me in a lengthy back-and-forth where it gets changes hands between the two of them for a bit. I'm fine, yeah. and let them beat the hell out of each other. I would
1: like Gunther to win the first match, because I, well, I, want, I want them to feud for a while, and Gunther wins, like, maybe once or twice, because I want... I. Would be okay with McIntyre winning the title, but I want to prolong Gunther's run as long as you possibly can so he can get the well, and top reign. The best stories are often the lengthy babyface chase, right? Yeah. That's what you're going for. I, just want, so. I want Gunther to hit whatever number he needs to hit. You know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, but
0: disappointing match, right? Yeah, um, a little bit. Good enough, but short. Should have mm-hmm. been longer and better. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody Rhodes, Dominic Mysterio was next. Is there any sort of stipulation or name to this match? I didn't get anything no. on it. Just a regular old match, eh?
1: Yeah, on paper, this one feels like something we didn't need. Uh, agree. Um, Doesn't feel PLE. Brock didn't even return here. He returned on Raw. Like, if Brock came after this like McIntyre did, yeah. I mean, obviously, that would be stacking them up. But, like, then this would be a little more understandable.
0: Yeah, and... From my perspective, it's coming from a place of not watching main roster, obviously. Being, yeah, that doesn't help. I'm aware of most of what's going on main roster. You're probably a little more tuned in than
1: I am. But, um, so I have him following the bell to this, but even then, I'm not fully understanding. Right. So it's Mysterio trying to avoid
0: Rhodes early on, of course. Um, and then Cody's getting frustrated rips off his cast right and then chases Mysterio down mm-hmm. the entrance ramp and I gets him back I don't I feel like that thing's
1: that kind of thing's been done before but I don't I remember I think when. so too
0: um narrowly escapes the crossroads Mysterio tries to leave through the crowd gets chased down again Ripley's causes a distraction at one point that allows Dom to send Rhodes into the ring steps to take over for a bit um once Mysterio's done his run Rhodes hits uh, sorry counters the 3 amigos to get a near fall with a disaster kick then it's Cody Cutter Crossroads. Cody wins after guess the time, seven, eight and a half. Damn it. So, like, my thoughts were this didn't feel like a pay per view match on paper, no. ple, whatever. Those are interchangeable. <laughs> and I and I would say the same thing after seeing it. Right, like the results yeah. of this was obvious. Nothing unexpected happened. And now three matches in a row have been under ten minutes on a ple.
1: I think those three matches combined are shorter than Omega Osprey. And
0: I'm not saying I need half-hour matches, everything, but like 12 to 15, 17 minutes, 21 minutes. even like
1: remotely substantial. Right.
0: Uh, Substantial is the word I'm looking for. Uh, I don't think that's an unfair expectation. And then you have one that's a half-hour, like the main event. That's fine. But like seven, eight, nine minutes all in a row, I don't know. Unless it's like a flat-out sprint and really fun, but these were all leaving me wanting more
1: like there should have been more so I, I don't i don't i disagree for one i don't think i need more of the women's tag fair
0: <laughs> um and then my last thing says i guess they were leaving room for the meandering main event
1: yep <laughs> right i
0: guess uh that's when scenic oh, sorry did you have any other thoughts i don't
1: know what you said about um, that match. i do i honestly don't like this is probably the most forgettable match it, of the show very forgettable because i still don't understand why we needed it like you didn't the Intercontinental match. McIntyre came back. You'll remember the post match there. Baszler. Turned, I'll remember that. This one doesn't have anything. Guess to what? Remember Give it. all of those eight and a half minutes to Gunther and
0: Riddle. Yeah. Make their match now seventeen minutes, and this doesn't exist. Yeah. Totally fine. Easy. Right. Uh, Cena comes out, panders to the fans, mania to.
1: Yeah, this was a little weird. Yeah. So I, was, I don't. I don't know why this is was... Me either. I well think... kept secret though. Nobody knew. Apparently it was happening. I so. had no idea. And Waller got a eight or whatever. It, oh, sorry? What? Waller got AA'd. Oh, right, right. He came out. I mean, working Cena and Edge in the same week, I guess is solid. Yeah, that bodes well for him, probably. Then, after that, we
0: get the women's money in the bank. So that's uh, Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, Sky,
1: and Trish Stratus. Yeah, this one had a weird dynamic, because Stratus and Zark, or, why is it Zark? Stark <laughs> um, are a team, right. and then you have damage control in there as well. Right. So it was kind of weird. So Stratus and Stark attack lynch right
0: away uh as she's making her entrance actually before she even gets in and then you've got as you said bailey and sky working together <laughs> um but they did work into the story that they each kind of yeah. i don't the know other w- if it was
1: legitimate but on the raw after uh trish had the face protector that you I remember saw she that. wore in 2004 yeah that rhymed um i don't know if that was like just because like i don't know if it was kayfabe or if it was legitimate but i saw that me too um yeah
0: sky's holding off vega early on to allow bailey to set up a ladder Stratus and Stark continue to target Becky Lynch, and then Stratus went on a short run of stuff to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, most a lot of people and then got up the ladder and got close to winning. A mm-hmm. pair of ladders get set up in the middle of the ring. Uh, EO hits a moonsault from the top of the ladder onto a bunch of others down below. Stratus tries to take advantage of everyone else being down after that. She climbs the ladder but gets shoved off by Lynch. At one point, Stark introduced some handcuffs that would become important here, right? Uh, Lynch was able to fight her off after just one of her wrists was cuffed, so she's the other's just sort of dangling there. Then you get a brawl and a manhandle slam to Stratus onto a ladder. Um, what do we have here? We had a big spot where Vega hit a code red right from the top of a ladder onto another ladder that was
1: like—it was spanning. more of a sunset bomb, but yeah. Right, you're right. It was. I Balor and Andrade did that same spot uh, a few years ago. It looked pretty crazy um eo tries to take advantage was about
0: to grab the briefcase but this is where bailey knocks her off the ladder right so this is teammates stopping teammate from winning um bailey and lynch are battling along the ladder sky runs back into the ring uses the other half of the handcuffs to this was pretty clever i have to say
1: it was clever but i feel like like the setup was kind of a little clunky did have to kind of slide down because she wasn't in the right spot and i feel like the like the fish hooking bailey's mouth with it was cool as well But, like, it was cool, but also felt kind of contrived to me. Like, yeah. Like, I think the payoff was good, but it was, like, I was kind of torn between, like, I liked it because it was cool, but it was also kind of, like, you could see where it was going. I like the idea that Stark introduces
0: them, she's not successful, and then it ends up getting, I, I thought it was clever. It could have maybe been executed a little yeah. better, but I think it's a unique handcuff spot when mm-hmm. we don't get a lot of those, right? Yeah. So, anyways, it was EO handcuffing uh, Bailey and Lynch together, like, through the ladder so that neither of them can go anywhere. And then Sky climbs over. Was it Bailey? She climbed over too, right? Yeah. I think um, to win the ti- the briefcase after 18 minutes. So I thought this match was good too. It was in my top three. I I liked three matches on this show, and this was one of them. I don't think it was quite as like precise and smooth as the men's, no. but I thought it was perfectly solid. They worked their butts off, and there yeah. were still some cool spots. Um, I thought.
1: Yeah, just the flow wasn't quite as good, but there are a couple things yeah, that weren't perfect. Yeah, I think but. it would have, like, I personally don't think we needed Trish and Zoe in here. Yeah. Like, I think it would have worked better if we had someone instead of Trish in here, and then Trish could interfere, and they still do the handcuff yeah. spot. But, like, so I think having two units in here kind of created a weird flow in the yeah. match. So, like, not, not to say it was bad, but I think, like, damage control is there because I think that storyline is more interesting with yeah. their kind of slow dissension. But then I think Stark could be in it because I say that's a good spot for her. And then Stratus can interfere right. to get the same uh, result. Yep. And, like, Lynch can still slam her on the ladder. Or but then, like, the rest of the match leading up to that, we would have a better dynamic because we'd have three people or, like, it would be, yeah, I think it would be three people with who are on their own, right? Mm-hmm. Or three or four people, I think. I think that's how that works. <laughs> I think I don't that's know. how that works. Yes, for people who would have their own, you know... Yeah. Uh, you, like They'd be on their own is what I mean. So I think that would be the only thing I would have changed, but I think like this is pretty good. Yeah, and sometimes I wonder too,
0: in terms of it not being quite as smooth or flowing as well, I will bet you that most of the time the women, as they're coming up through the indies and stuff, are not getting a ton of, like, multi-person matches. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Let alone ladder matches. Right. So I think men, there's a much more opportunity that they're getting, like, in four ways even, right? Like, just working with a bunch of people in a match, let alone six in a ladder match sort of thing. So I think it's it's just... It's not, like, entirely on them. It might not
1: be... Yeah, it might just be an experience thing, but uh, they were certainly willing to do whatever. The only, like, I think... The only, like... I think, actually, most of the field would have experience because I think Bailey. Bailey's obviously won ladder matches before. EO's actually. been in. EO's undefeated several, in ladder matches. Right. She won. Remember, she had the TLC one uh, with Candace on Halloween Havoc. And yep. then she's won a couple of the War Games advantages. Yep. So she's undefeated in ladder matches. And then uh, Zoe Stark, I think, had one with EO. Yeah. Wait a minute. They didn't. EO and Zoe lose the tag titles in the ladder match. That's when Toxic Attraction lost them. I don't remember. I think I'm right. So therefore, you. whoever I saw a post that someone said EO's on undefeated in ladder matches. Not true. I don't think that's right. Might not be. Kana. Anywho, some of them have experience, but that's because that's WWE. But like, I don't think Vega has. Right. I'm sure. Oddly enough, I doubt Stratus has. Even
0: just compared to the average man who's been in the industry as long, yeah, I'll bet you it's significantly fewer opportunities. Yeah. I could be wrong. It's but weird it just to think seems like. Most companies, unless they're working intergender matches, right? You don't yeah. have a ton of women on the. Even
1: then, I I would say that that's a little different,
0: obviously. Yeah, because we go to a lot of indie shows, and there's yeah. not a ton of women on. Well, them.
1: they're not unless that's why most companies they should start introducing battle royal championships. Right, yeah. that's right. Um, okay,
0: so two more matches. This is gonna be a long episode. We've got the w, uh World Heavyweight Championship. Sorry, Seth Rollins defending against Finn Balor, and uh, uh, Rollins' ring gear was solid. I was not my favorite, but it's looking a, forward to worry. this one too. Yeah, Should have been a good match. We'll see if it was. (laughs) Rollins hits an early suicide dive, and then um, a lot of the match to start was outside of the ring here. You had Balor with a double stomp to Rollins' injured ribs, and that's kind of the focus of his attack, uh, with kicks, knees, and punches to the midsection sort of thing. Rollins avoids the coup de grace, hits a pedigree for a near fall, at which point Damian Priest comes up at ringside with the Money in the Bank briefcase, obviously. Uh, coup de grace off the ring steps. And after throwing Rollins back in the ring, Balor goes to the top, finds himself again distracted by Priest here. And he took a two, a couple steps towards the ring with the briefcase like he was going to um, cash in. And I guess that was enough of a distraction because that allows Rollins to move, hit a stomp to score the, fi- the pinfall after 12 minutes. That's uh, awesome. As Priest stares at the ring, um, not following through with his cash in at this point. World title match, baby. And then Balor and Priest argue at ringside right cuz i'm sure this is starting the splintering of that where priest presence kind of cost him the match kind of thing um
1: rollins walks off the victor here um I, underwhelming again I, I know like a solid match I'm nothing really i saw was bad. someone say it was pretty bad but i don't think it was bad i don't think it was bad it's just not what i it's wanted or i think these two are capable of a lot oh, more oh 100% percent
0: i like them both a lot so again focusing on injury i like but it felt again
1: short right 12 minutes on a ple um, and uh, this is the, this is their world title. It's supposed to be right. on par with Roman. Right, sure. Roman ain't having 12-minute matches on a PLE.
0: So I like the subtle Judgment Day stuff going on throughout this. It's the outcome I think we expected. I had, like, good match that could have been great, right? Which I think w- I felt the same about Riddle and Gunther on this. Um, Kind of a theme for this show. Solid to good matches that could have been better. Um, mm-hmm. But the two latter matches I quite like to this point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So far, those are the only things that have, like... Yep. Pretty, like, I'd say more fully delivered.
0: Yes. Uh Main event then, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, taking on the Usos, what they called a lot of
1: times, what do they call it? Bloodline Civil War. Bloodline Civil War. I think that's cool, but n- I think once they started to say it um, way too many times. It's way too much. Uh, It's not cool anymore. Agree. Uh, it so, was cool the first time I saw it. <laughs> so Sokoa uses his strength, dominates
0: Jimmy in the, the first collar and elbow tie-ups that they had. And then Jimmy's distracting the referee, allowing Jay to get a cheap shot in and sort of get the momentum to the Usos. Reigns demands a tag rather than let Sokoa sort of face off with Jay. Sokoa is showing some visible frustration, right, but does what he's supposed to and tags in Roman. Reigns dominates Jay um, and then briefly, sorry, Jimmy gets the tag, forcing Reigns to get out of the ring. The Usos landed a double super kick, um, or sorry, before they did. So we
1: get the pep talk from Paul Heyman, fires up Roman Reigns, and then he and Sokoa... I enjoy uh, his pep talks. I remember the one that... I like the one this time. I think it was something related to Jay. I don't know. And I like the one he gave Roman at Mania, too, uh, when he was facing Cody. Like, um, Heyman's gold. He deserves a lot more appreciation.
0: So they take over uh, sort of Jay at this point for a little bit. And then any Uso momentums cut off by Reigns and Sokoa, just the bigger, powerful guys... And though Reigns is sort of engaging with the crowd as he does a lot of through this as well. um, We get a J-Hot tag, but Reigns eventually cuts him off with a pair of Superman punches. Usos then hit a double spear that forces Sokoa to like break up a near pinfall there. Things then kind of break down into more of a brawl with all four. Reigns nearly wins with a Superman punch of Jimmy as like the final few minutes of this were pretty dramatic. I'm not doing it justice at all. Uh, Jimmy comes back with a super kick counter to Reigns' spear. But a splash attempt after that was countered by Reigns into a guillotine choke. Chaos ensues. Referee gets knocked Which out of the was rim. A, I
1: think it was on Jimmy, right? The guillotine? Yeah, I Which think so. Good callback. Yep.
0: Uh, ref's out of the ring now. And Jay has Roman pinned, obviously, after they hit a 1D. But no one's there to make the count. No one kicks out. Sokoa gets back in the match after the referee was down. Reigns and Sokoa hit stereo rock bottoms, followed by Samoan Spikes and Spears.
1: Yeah, wasn't it like the simultaneous Spike Spear? I thought that was actually really cool.
0: And as predicted,
1: they get the Usos
0: get stacked up, because Reigns predicted this, right? Well, and that's what he did to Edge and Dana Bryan at Mania 37. And then they kicked out of this with huge near fall. Crowd's super into this at this point. Um, Sokoa tries to put Jimmy through the announce table, but
1: Jimmy moves out of the way. He did that to Jimmy on SmackDown, so he got it.
0: He got it that time. Uh in the ring, Jay and Rain trade big moves until Rain spears for a two count. Jay kicks out while also delivering a low blow here. Then we get super kicks to Call Rain back by again. the Usos. Jay hits a splash from the top rope and actually successfully pins Roman Reigns after 32 minutes. First time Reigns has been pinned since December 2019.
1: You know who the last person pinned him was? I do, but I'm forgetting. It's somebody that's, like, not good. Ah, oh, I know this. Oh, that's funny. It's Baron Corbin. Yes, it is. I knew it was somebody <laughs> you just called not, him not good. Well, I
0: mean, not on that <laughs> level. Um, I thought this was really slow to start, and like I used earlier, like, meandering kind of, but... I think at least it built. Oh, yeah, the final two grand climax. The final several minutes were fantastic, right? And just had the crowd super into it. I was into it, again, partly because they've built such a good story uh, to go into this match. That is a weird idea. People kicking out of things, like legitimate near falls where you're like, I thought it was over there, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So. It was really good and the Uso's getting the win and actually pinning Roman is really satisfying for the fans in attendance especially but probably most people. Um so I this the final few minutes of this were outstanding and the match was enough to be like very good overall. It, mm-hmm. it was slow yeah, it was in the really beginning good. but it was 32 minutes and a, like mm-hmm. they finished with a bang. Yeah. So good match. But not the best match
1: I've ever seen. No, mm-hmm. one of the no, three no, no. one that of the, was three the standouts week. on this that show. That was the week before. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like this um, one? Yeah, I thought it was you pretty were into great. I know. Um, um, yeah, I can I, tell when we're watching. Yeah, when you're yeah. into something and when you're not. Oh uh, yeah, that end stretch especially was really good. And awesome. I I like Jay Ping Roman. I think like I'm um, I know they wanted to save it for his title title run like the end. Yeah. But um, I think it works pretty well here, and I'm I'm glad it's Jay because I think that makes the most sense that he's kind of like he's kind of the center of the whole storyline, yep. and he always has been like in in. M- most ways i think for the most part he has been like he was all he was in the full front or the, the forefront of the sammy thing like he, he was. was always the he was always a central part of that and like so he's always been pretty much like he's been there through the whole thing because he was the one who started it off so i think it makes sense and i hope like he gets a they get to do another title match with him and roman like i'm i'd be okay with him winning well rarely ever if never has a pinfall of a champion where it's not for actually a title meant, meant
0: so much right that's yeah huge That that's he, the, feather in his cap as yeah and say. he was
1: also he's also the first one to pin Roman ever right. so i i like that too the parallels are are really great and that this is what happens when they actually build something Again, good that people would actually care about we want to like wwe when they do stuff like this we like it like
0: honestly something worth caring about we're just honest our opinions are what we have and we we don't ever lie about it that's how we feel and overall feelings on this i thought
1: it feels like sounds like you feel similarly this was yeah. a three match pay per view for me or yeah. PLE for me i think some people like i think most people love the show and like one of the great greatest money in the bank shows and really i think like they're putting it up there with like 2016 interesting and 2015 and then t- i think 2011 nothing was bad because
0: even the women's tag which wasn't amazing we got a cool turn out of it yeah um
1: but everything felt
0: short I think it was and underwhelming. Like, a solid pay per view. Yeah, maybe um, our expectations were too high, which is weird to say about a WWE. Yeah, I party. seen. I
1: saw one person say it was bad. I don't think it was like a no, bad show, bad. but. So um, I
0: thought like Gunther Riddle should have been better. Rollins Balor should have been better. Women's tag and Dominic Rhodes were probably always going to be what they were and probably unnecessary. And then three really good matches. Yeah. So I thought it was worthwhile. I thought it was enough to earn a B. Like, three of the matches I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Nothing was... I, I didn't feel like it dragged on. There was nothing that I regretted having to watch. Um, so I gave it a B, because there were three really good matches on a pay-per-view. That's pretty solid. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I'd agree with that, because they, they delivered on the probably the biggest matches. So, right, that's um, a good point. The ones that they yeah. were billing the highest, they delivered on, so yeah. that's a good um, point. So I think all those were great, and then everything else was okay. I think, like... Valor and Rollins, out of the three out of the matches that under delivered, I think really should deliver because if that's their new world title, they like yes. they need to really do something to help that title out because if that's like their state of the title matches like this isn't it's ob- it's gonna always feel like a consolation. It prize. came across as no different from the Intercontinental, right? Basically, right. Yeah, and which is not the plan. Like, and I we love the Intercontinental, but the world title has to be different, and it it can be a workhorse title, but it has to feel different somehow, Especially right? Especially like, in its infancy. Yes. And you put it in the middle of the show for 12 minutes. We're like maybe a month-ish into the title right. existence. Maybe like just over. Yep. Um. So, yeah. That's the main thing I I would say is like we didn't need a couple matches here. And then they need to go back to the drawing board on the world title. And like elevate it more. Like Rollins mm-hmm. Balor should be a big match. Like I would be okay with them running that back at SummerSlam. You maybe bring out the Demon. And you give them a, a decent match like 20-something minutes. hmm you give them an actual match like w- worth our while, so I would I would give it a B, yeah, and I think it could have been better, but um I think it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, brief pick rundown. Um, so yep. we both picked EO, so that's one for us. Uh, we both picked Rousey Baser, which is nil. Um, we both picked Gunther, which is yes. Uh, you picked Cody, which was my throwaway pick, and Ooh. we both picked Rollins, and then neither of us picked. Uh, the money in the bank, but I picked those, so so tie. it's tied. Yeah, boo. <laughs> I mean, Wink. hey, that's on you for continuing to pick Roman and Solo. Cause I'm almost positive you picked them uh, against Owens and Zayn too. Don't pick against them, okay? I, d- I picked against them twice, and I, I, it worked out for me. So the only time it hasn't worked out lately was Mania. Right. Which was. Don't tell me your depressing. plans, cause now I'll change strategies. You know, you got to keep winning. <laughs> you, you, yeah, okay, yeah, you can, you can bet on Roman. That's Always okay. Roman and Charlotte. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we'll Bad, go back, sure back to our regularly scheduled stuff, which is first thing we do is talk about this past Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite.
1: Um, so we we got a brief like pre-match interview before uh, the opener. Oh yeah, we did. Uh, it was Keith Lee and Darby Allen. Uh, Keith Lee still got black hair for those curious. Right. Um, so Darby said he knows Lee doesn't want a team with Swerve, and he knows Lee has felt lost in the shuffle since they lost the titles. Very, uh, astute observation. True. Uh, and he should do something about it and take it serious with or without Swerve. Uh, and Darby walks away, and Lee says that was ballsy. Uh, stupid, but ballsy. Yeah, I was super
0: interested in this, because I thought this is by far the edgiest Alan has been. Um, almost felt heelish. I don't think that's what they're going for, but, like... Adding to the wedge that's already between Lee and Swerve, like before I face you, I'm letting you know I you think really it's more can't than trust wedge. him. Um, so I'm kind of like he's attacking
1: Lee's pride, right? Uh, basically here, so I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm not sure if he's trying to like make him slip up or like I don't know how that works, but I kind of like it for it, Darby. Yeah. So um, okay. I like the mind games here. It's yeah. interesting. Um, but I'm I'm hoping Lee kind of works with Swerve like begrudgingly because I love Swerve and Glory, and and I, I they're they're great. So what I'm hearing
0: is rumors that Sting's like final hurrah is going to be against Darby Allen. And so they would have to turn Darby because you can't turn Sting. So I wonder how far off in the future that is. I don't like that. I know, but if that's what Sting wants, that's what's gonna happen, right? If this is true, heel I've heard Darby multiple would not places work. talk um, about heel that. Heel
1: Darby would not work. I don't think so either, but I guess like, we'll find out. He's just he's likeable and like his style, like he, he would not work as a heel. He joins Callus. Any callous can it's help. It's better it. than Jericho, <laughs> for sure. I, I, at this point, I'll take anyone but Jericho. But anyways, that's what I've like, heard. I don't like that. I would like do like a tag match with Darby, and you have like build them against someone. Because I don't. That just doesn't. That, that I think as her. his
0: like last program as a singles dude, he wants to help Darby
1: get over probably. And I don't think that would help. Do what he wants to do. I don't know. I think I don't think like changing Darby's character just to do a feud with him would help. I think. I mean. You could turn you Or You can't like,
0: stay babyface forever.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can.
0: Well, uh, very few people can.
1: Like, but so what Hogan I think didn't. you could do, you could do a babyface babyface feud. Like, you could, you could, he could, like, w- want Darby to retire him. But like, you could do a Shawn Michaels Ric Flair thing. Yeah. Like, y- and he you could. Do, I'm sorry, I love you. He'll shout that from the top turnbuckle and then, and then do a cough coffin and drop, him. drop. All right. Yeah, or something. Sorry, like that. Sorry, carry on. All right. Uh, so we get. Uh, Darby Allin and Orange Cassidy versus well, I'll I'll do it. Uh, Swerve in Our Glory, uh, in AEW World Tag Team Title Eliminator Tournament quarterfinal. Match. The match I didn't know I wanted quarterfinal. Yes, quarter immediate quarterfinal. Congrats everybody! I know this is you like made a made the throwaway tournament, but like I would have liked a sixteen. It would be sixteen teams, right? Because this is eighteen. Right. So yeah, I'd like a sixteen team tournament because then you can have a first round, a quarterfinal. I think sixteen is perfect because thirty-two is like. A lot, a lot, and that they only did that. I think that was what the Cruiserweight Classic I know was, and then I think the UK title tournament. Mm-hmm. But like that's obviously like a bit much. I don't. I understand not wanting to do that, but I think eight people is good for like a smallest tournament. Because I think the you know when WWE sometimes does like a four man tournament. And yeah. I use air quotes. I, that's just that's just three matches. Right. That doesn't really count. It's a like, series so, of matches. I think eight's good because remember they used to do gold rush tournaments for number one contenders or whatever. Like those are good small tournaments. I think sixteen is the perfect like standard tournament because yeah. you can have a round prior like because quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals are always like a factor. But then you can have a first round because like calling the first round the quarterfinals just kind of like you're immediately lame made to the me. quarterfinals. Yeah. So I wish this was sixteen and like this was like this would be like the quarterfinals. But then like they already had matches right. or something like. And also, I would I like this thing, but I would like it's kind of weird to have this and the own Hart thing. I guess the Owen Hart thing is mostly collisions. so it's kind of weird actually. Yeah, this kind of came out of nowhere. I don't so hate you, it. No, me either. Um, but I love yeah. tournaments. Yeah, and this is like um, people are there. Th- this is another excuse for people to go about how AEW is copying things because yeah. WCW did the Battle Bowl. Sure, but, but I mean, what what is there new out there to do? Yeah, plus if this you're is not like copying, a little somebody, different. And yeah. Anyways, um, some of those, uh, Lee be- hit a Beal to Darby, like he just oh shocked my God. him. It was nuts. That's my first note. Launches caps lock Darby he across just the ring. Absolutely threw him. It was pretty nuts. Um, Cassie hit Lee with lazy chops, and Lee hit the big two hand chop to him, killed obviously. him with it. Yeah. Um, Swerve makes a blind tag, and he hit a he hit a house called to Cassidy to send him out of the ring. But he stepped off of Lee's back, so that mm-hmm. was really cool. Cause love a good house call um Swerve so trapped darby under the steel stairs and then cassie uh took him out with a suicide dive and then cassie was like on lee's back trying to like put a sleeper on and K- lee walked up Crazy. the stairs i don't back to the ring with darby underneath like i don't know how that doesn't break a rib or something such
0: a simple creative spot that i don't think i've seen no i don't think i've ever seen anyone so handcuffs and steel steps used sort of
1: uniquely in the same week that's yeah. cool yeah, yeah. um Cassie tried the tilt World det and the stun dog millionaire on Lee to no avail, which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, there's a stun dog millionaire into a code red from Darby um, that got a two count. Uh, Swerve tried to break up the pin, but Cassie moved and Swerve hit the 450 to Lee, and by accident, then he's just laughing about right. it. <laughs> yeah, which the I fa- like. His face
0: after was amazing.
1: I like that change of pace. Now that like they're full on split, like because n- I feel like the reaction would have been different. Yes, and it was different when they were still teaming, but now it's just like I, I like that. Didn't feel bad at all. About yeah. It. Um, suicide Tornado DDT to, to Lee uh, from Cassie after he hit a diving DDT to Swerve in the ring. And then Darby uh, rolled Swerve up with The Last Supper to get the win. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, like,
0: pleasantly surprised at how fantastic... I love this match. I don't know what it was about it, but my only disappointment, like you, is that we might not get any more Swerve and Lee because that dynamic was fantastic. And this match made... Did more for Keith Lee and AEW than I think anything they've done. He looked like a tag run. He looked like a beast here, right? Um, and this is two of the company's biggest baby faces that he's just dumb. And maybe that's not smart or whatever. But I don't know. I thought he looked fantastic. But here. it makes sense. He didn't even have to do a ton at the start, and it was super entertaining to watch these little guys try and do anything, right? It like this, I would have liked to see some athleticism from him, and that's probably about it. That's what I'm that's sometimes what i'm missing is i don't want him just to be the big guy cuz he can also be one of the kinds he's of stuff. be more than that so this wasn't like a super high work rate match but i thought it was really really fun and lee's physical dominance was enough to get me and the crowd was super into it too the ring step spot was awesome uh that's something i'll remember right which is for me is saying quite a bit <laughs> um i do think there's still meat on the bone of lee and Swerved as a reluctant oh, yeah. tag team so yeah
1: cuz they I, like, I know they kind of already did that, but I want more of it. And I know. I don't. I think they kind of fumbled the end of their feud because like, they had their split, which is fine. But then I think the mogul affiliates kind of muddied that up because I don't think they were that great. And I yeah. don't think they were really worth that. All right, time. Pete Trench. I think, trench, little I think out Swerve could totally survive on his own. Swerve's he doesn't a main need event. the embassy. Heel, yeah, he doesn't opinion. need the embassy. And I think the embassy are great, but I think they can survive on their own. Um, and I don't think Swerve needs them either. I don't think Swerve needs... Swerve is amazing. Swerve didn't need the mogul affiliates. He didn't need the mogul embassy. I think, like, he could have been heel on his own, and so th- I think they, they like, they were doing solid with the storyline up until he brought the mogul affiliates in, and then this I think if he had just split from Lee on his own, yes. it would have been done better, and then I think they kind of fumbled the split. They fumbled the feud, forgot about the feud, and now, like, I think that's why, like, Cause I feel like like that's why I was so excited about them teaming this tournament. Cause I feel like I was just left with the feeling like I wanted more out of that. Yeah. Whether it was them teaming or them feuding, cause I think they worked really well together, and I liked them both a lot, especially in the ring. Cause more so for Lee, less out of the ring, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, a swerve is gold whatever. all the time. Um. So I think like yeah, their whole time as a team just really left me like wanting. There's just like. Food left on the table, so yeah. to speak, right? So I agree. I like that's my only complaint about this match, and it's not really anything to do with the match itself, but like that we didn't get more of this makeshift Swerve Nikolai reunion because I love them together. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also like maybe one complaint about the match itself. I was hoping for more of their old tag offense yeah. to come through. They they um, went for that Fireman's scary strike uh combo that they do, but um they hit each other, which has happened before. Yep. Um, uh, but no um no Swerve Bomb or whatever. No. Um, But, like, I was hoping for more of them, and I guess, like, it makes sense. Darby and Cassidy are, like, a good team to have in this. They're the house show yeah. team that they love putting together, and I think they are a great combination, too. I think they work really well together. Their styles, like, are really, like... They're different in ways, but really similar in ways, too. Yeah, so they're I think they, very enjoyable they, together. They mesh really well together, right? Like, the Stundock Millionaire and the Code Red, I thought was a really nice combination, yep. actually. Um, So I think, like, both of these teams are really great, but I would have liked them to... Meet in the semis, which should only be a one-week difference <laughs> right. in this tournament. But nonetheless, I would like more than one match out of Swervenly because I agree. I think I don't know how you could keep them going I know, after this, but, but, but like I would like that because I really want more out of them. And I've always loved them at least as an in-ring combo. You know, team name aside. Yes. Um, but now I almost like that name just because just to reminisce about that team because. I miss them together, so I really hope they do more with that because they were really great. But I agree uh, to get back to the match more. So um, the match was really great, too. I thought, like, everyone worked well here, and I like everyone in this match, especially from an in-ring standpoint. Yep. I think Cassie's really proven himself to be good in the ring. Darby uh, has his deal, like, the the, the Beal at the beginning, right? Like, Darby's great. Um, I always love Keith Lee in the ring, and Swerve is just... He's Swerve. That's all you need to say. Yep. Um, So that was really nice. Um, I think, like, the... Um, I think you noticed too that Swerve and Lee were always blind tagging. Yes. So that was kind of a cool. Dynamic. And that's why you're getting no combination moves either because they're not really working together. Yeah. Right? It's two singles guys now mm-hmm. forced to work yeah. together. The stair spot was really cool. Um, Lee just like not taking any of the offense from Cassie yep. at that one stage was really cool. Um, I think the finish was solid too. Like, I th- uh, like, it wasn't a crazy work rematch at some point. I don't place, know. I but like I thought it was going to be a fun match, and I really, really, really liked yeah, it. Yeah, I re- got it was, into it. It was well worked, though. I think like not yep. like a crazy pace, but like it was really well worked. Everyone had their time here. Um, I hope for a different result, but it was a really good opener. So I'm I'm interested to see what Darby and Cassidy do next. I hope like this could spur like the reintroduction of Lee and Swerve in the same orbit, whether that's a feud yeah. or a partnership. I would like something, and I I would prefer the partnership for sure. But, um, Me too. We'll see. Yeah, at least it's got me interested, and I hope they do something. I don't know, because yep. the Mogul Embassy is not really doing much, so what else does Swerve have to do but reignite the thing with Lee? And, and you, I don't... You have to use Swerve. So. And it doesn't really feel like old news to me, because like I said, there was stuff left there that they could have gone mm-hmm. for. Like, they just... There was missed potential there, so I don't think it's like going back to like doing some bored old retread. I think it's like... I would like to see more of it because I don't think we got everything we should have gotten. Right. So... Um. That yeah, it was a really good opener. Uh, I feel like we talked about that a lot, but um, that was good. I I really liked it. Thought it was awesome. And yeah, I was just really excited to see Swervin Lee back. So I hope we get more out of that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Obviously, he's involved with uh Nick Wayne next week, but I feel like that could just be kind of a one off because they had an indie match. So mm-hmm. hopefully, we get more Swervin Lee. I think it's a missed opportunity. Um uh, But next we get uh Darby Allin's back, but I think it's obviously because it's a pre taped thing. Uh. He was talking about uh Nick Wayne. Yes. Who's coming in um they signed him at 16 yeah right? for anyone who doesn't know I think he's a, well he's a kid on the indies who's they signed at 16 cause his dad was a wrestler I think Darby's got connection to him but yeah so Darby was a wrestler about, and trainer and stuff yeah wrestler yeah. and trainer uh, but so Darby talks about his history with uh Buddy Wayne who's Nick Wayne's dad and his history with Nick Wayne and then the story of how Nick came to get an AW contract I didn't really get into the details because there's just a kind of a lot here, but just kind of generalizing. Um, there were some brief highlights of Nick Wayne on in the indies, and Darby says he's 18 now, and he's ready for it, and so we get it to be continued. Yeah. And so he'll be debuting next week against Swerve, so that'll be interesting at least.
0: Uh, yeah. I thought this was awesome. I've seen Nick Wayne probably three or four times, and yes, he's just a scrawny kid, and I was watching him when he was probably 15 and 16, but like... It's, a, it's the classic kid that, like, grew up with access to a ring, right? And a dad who is a coach and trainer. And so, yeah, dad died when he was young. And there's photos of Darby with this as a young kid. And Darby saying, like, I decided I was going to watch over him. Yeah, and I like the real history here. Make sure that here. he got whatever he deserved in this sport and industry and whatever. So... Uh, I thought it was an awesome way. And because I don't think Nick Wayne's great promo wise, this is a really great way to introduce him to fans yeah. without having him speak himself. Yeah,
1: I like um having like a hype vignette or two because then yes. it's not like some random guy showing up. Right. Like and you can kind of like especially this one being as informative as it was, yeah. I think uh, is really helpful because I feel like most people probably won't know. And even then, I don't know like a lot of it. I just I remember seeing that they signed him, and like I so know the general. He's super smooth. Things about it. Super like
0: indie style, like the indie indie style. And yes, he's a scrawny kid, but so it was a lot like Zack Saber Jr. Was Darby a scrawny Allen. kid. A lot of scrawny dudes, right? So, um, wrestling ability to the age ratio is like off the charts with this kid, right? So uh, like. Hit the floor is really high. He already knows what he's doing and the ceiling is is huge for mm-hmm. him. So yeah, I, that's so,
1: cool. It was cool. Um I'm in at least I'm hoping like he really delivers cuz I'd like I would hope it's not like underwhelming. I think you'll like him. I hope it's good. And um well I mean he's working with Swerve so and they've how bad is it going to be? That's probably why yeah. they're starting them there cuz they've wrestled on the indies before. And it's Swerve. And it's Swerve. It's just it's Swerve. That match could be crazy cuz that's two super fluid people. Mm. running around that. Yeah, ring. That'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, next we get a uh, jungle boy getting an interview on a, upon arrival, looking less like a TV character. Yeah. Um, jungle Boy says last week was ridiculous. And if hook wants to handle it, they can ha- they can in the ring like professionals. Uh, he's going to Tony Khan to demand a title match. Um, hook, jo- hook jumps jungle boy before he can leave. And then jungle boy gets back in the car and escapes. Um, I thought it was fine. I thought he sounded like, okay, again, Um, uh, I don't, I don't think it was bad. Um, I kind of like that, like, he kind of keeps saying, like, they'll handle, like, professionals and he's going to beat the crap out of the hook, but then he just kind of scurries off anytime yeah. he can, which is basic, but I think it works well enough for me. Um, I guess, like, wanting to handle the ring can seem noble from his point of view, like, with the heel logic, but it can also be, like, that, like, you could look at it as, like, he's keeping Hook off his back till he's ready for a match. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it could seem noble, but also not. Yeah. Um, And. The only thing I really didn't like was he's going to ask Tony Khan for a match for a title that's not sanctioned by the company. Right. Like, I would understand Tony Khan needs to clear the match itself because obviously he's booking matches on the show. Yeah. But shouldn't the title match he be, should up be like, to
0: yes, you two are having a match? Whatever is on the line, that's not up to yeah, me. Shouldn't There's nothing yeah, nothing I have. Yeah, Hook should decide right. if the title's on the line. I have nothing to do exactly, with that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a way to further the angle with Jungle Boy and Hook. Yeah. Um, And he didn't have to talk as much as before because I don't think that went well. So I thought this was a smarter (laughs) choice. But, like, just pointing out, and I like Jungle Boy, he's gone from a feud with MJF to one with Hook, right? But I think they're just kind of backing him up to start with this heel and and grow this
1: character, right? So I I was fine with it. Hopefully it works out. Yep. Uh, We we got a quick recap of MJF and Adam Cole's history. And then we get a segment of them working out at the gym. Um, So when they're in the says he'll spot MJF. And then he goes on his phone while MJF benches. Yep um jeff makes a fat joke about puff uh who's working out uh indie wrestler around here who we've seen and i i like puff i don't remember when we've seen him we saw him at he wrestled aurora gcw i don't think i was on that one. I was. Oh, on one. nate that was the there one. yeah ah, that's right you worked yeah um he's so yeah, pretty good he made a fat joke to cole which is kind of funny and then Cole says, you can't say stuff like that. And then they both say like, he reminds them of Tony Schiavone, which is pretty funny. Their, their, their shared hatred for Schiavone makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> that was funny every time. Uh, Cole benches what MJ just benched, and then he says, what's next? Hopefully we get more then. Yep. Um, I have really enjoyed this for sure a little bit. Um, Good for Puff as well, getting a little appearance. I made in. a note of that so, too. Good for Puff. Good, good, good for Puff. Absolutely. Um, I hope we get more little bits like this. I thought it was really amusing. Um, I love the main bonding thing. The only bonding thing, the only legitimate bonding thing between them is that they don't like Shivani. Right. Um, so I thought it was a good start to hopefully more of these bits. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was I, fun. I really right? like these all.
0: It's fun and it's this idea that each guy thinks that he's on the on to what the other guy's doing and is one step. Like they're both aware that the other's not being sincere, right? So it's kind of fun to watch how they're gonna navigate that and how it'll play out. And yeah, it's just a a fun little segment on a two hour generally pretty serious wrestling show. I think it's good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like these. Um, I hope we continue. Good morning. And, what and is, that's I what you are saying we last yeah. week. They set up the opportunity to have several of these, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh next we get Daddy Ass in the Acclaim versus the Blade and the Bollywood Boys. Some would say blade versus blade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess so. Iron um, sharpens iron. <laughs> um there's a uh, scissor me timbers to one of the Bollywood boys. I forget which one. I don't I know their names, I just don't remember which one was which. Um Bowens hits Blade with his typical strike combo. Uh there's a Katara Crusher to one of the Bollywood boys from Bowens. Uh, Billy Gun hit a Colossal gurves here, so like did. Said. That was, I thought that was Billy Gun looks Humongous oh, next yeah. to these kids. Um, then Castro picked up them with a the mic drop. Uh, Harley Cameron said something about having a music video. I didn't want to recap it because it was horrible. So, uh, the only funny part was when she said, See you later, Bowens. So, she <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was just a trio squash
0: to get the acclaimed on TV. I don't really have much to say about the match itself, but I actually think that Harley Cameron, so I'm gonna make a comparison here to Kiana James, right? They're both being sort of given not great stuff to say. I think Cameron pulls it off at least, has, seems to have some talent to me. Um she's more believable in her ridiculous role here than I find like not to pick on Kiana James, but Kiana James as like businesswoman in NXT, right? And I think they're kind of comparable. So I don't know. Like I don't care about QTV. I don't want anything to do with the group, but I don't think she's doing a bad job with what oh, she's I don't been like given. It. No? I don't but I think that's what she's I think I how so. she's coming across to you is how she's supposed to come across. I guess.
1: Right? I would hope so. And yeah, in that sense, she's doing a yeah, good job. Yeah, her voice is pretty awful. Right. I think that's the point. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why QTV have an issue with the acclaim, but it kind of sucks. Um, feels like a rampage treated best, or more appropriately, something that would have been on Dark. Yeah. You, you know, a group's not in a good spot where I'm disappointed. Like, oh no, the acclaimed have to
0: deal with them. Right. Like,. Well, if was, you're that dealing was, with um, the factory yeah. or any of those, like, oh, you're in the orbit yeah. of those guys. You're like, like, this is harsh and I apologize, but it's like you're circling the bottom of the toilet bowl, right? <laughs> About to be flushed down, right? You're at the very bottom in the same orbit as those guys. So I don't like the acclaimed being involved, but I, maybe they just need something to do, right? I guess it's a win.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it's it's something, I guess. Uh, next we got Moxley promo vignette. Um, he was talking about how he's known Eddie Kingston since two thousand nine. Uh, says so they've accomplished what they wanted to in this business, and he doesn't like how uh Kingston is always complaining about the next generation and stuff like that. And he says they built the next generation, and he ended up telling Eddie to answer his phone. Yeah, I really like this. Um, oh, yeah, I I really liked it a lot because I think he's always pretty near flawless on the mic, but yes. I like the ad realism that's here um, and it's like eddie you just you always get in your own way and if you just
0: got out of your own way you'd be which i a world swear champion, he said before too, right? Which and I just like. like you're always finding something to focus on it's the fans it's the young guys in the industry it's whatever it's whatever just focus on your thing and you'd be there by now yeah so it's like begrudgingly offering him advice because he loves him at the end of the day even though they're Feuding yeah. and whatever. I so. love when they're in the it's, same
1: orbit because they have such a great dynamic. That's just yes. really grounded, and realistic, and complicated. I think what you're saying is pretty spot on. So, I, and I really like it. Um, I love the Mox, the Mox's ending line. That just like, telling to answer his phone. Just, I like the simplicity of that. Yeah. I don't know. I I really like it. Um, and everything and it, he's saying is completely logical. And it also explains
0: like, I need to say it here in this interview because he won't pick up the phone and hear it from me. So maybe he'll hear it here. I don't necessarily want to air this publicly. But I'm trying to get a
1: hold of him privately, yeah. and I can't, right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's good. I look forward to a response from Kingston. Me I guess too. we might not get a lot of this. Because um, he's G1. Super- yeah, so right. we might not get a ton of this right off the bat. But they, they can let things linger. Yeah. They're yeah, good yeah. enough. Uh, Matt Hardy gets a tag partner for the thing. It's Jeff Jarrett. Uh,
0: My second note, Um, I, I put two notes. One, at least they learned from the mistake of not announcing the names drawn the moment they were drawn remember last week they drew the names and like they, they looked at them and didn't tell us. And then it was like, what is that point of that segment for? Yeah. So and my other note says AEW seems to be specifically trolling our podcast with the formation of this team. Because <laughs> we're getting Matt Hardy and, and Jeff. I guess you're putting all the bad stuff in one location. At so at least it's on rampage. Could get out in one segment
1: on a show we don't watch. So yeah, but at yeah, least it's no, on rampage. No interest in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week we have Wheeler Uta promo. Um, He says, Omega's not the favorite because he's battered and broken, and he's pinned Omega before in Multimans. Fair. And now it's about ending Kenny. He says, One of Gus will be a massacre and a surrender, and they will already be one man down. And he's going to decide for Blackpool by ending Omega tonight. Yeah, I thought he sounded good here, and he
0: doesn't always. So they've sort of been building him in ring as more of a threat, and I think just letting him speak from time to time, because obviously you're going to
1: have Danielson and Mox speak a lot for Mm -hmm. him. So, yeah, he was good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I thought it sounded... Was pretty solid from him. Um, he wouldn't seem like the favorite, but I thought he made some good points. Um, he sounded really good towards the end. Uh, hopefully, the match delivers. Mm-hmm. And now we, you know, have to talk about the Chris Jericho segment. Honestly, you and I both like
0: he make. I this is my first note because you just did that sigh. My first note says: hearing Judas
1: start playing makes me audibly groan. Mm. It's partially <laughs> that and partially because of what this turns out. to It's be. true. Um. So Jericho said that it's a bittersweet reaction from the fans for him because. He's had some big losses in his career as of late. Um, he said maybe it's time to reevaluate some things, and he said this is the perfect place to do that because this province is where he started his promising career. He said that down the road in Calgary was where he trains to heart. He mentioned having his first match about an hour from where they are, which was well, where were they're in Alberta, right? I think Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. Um. Uh. And Jericho said he drove up and down the highway while mentioning some local spots. Um. He said, you remember what it was like when he first started wrestling, when wrestling was everything to him? He said that wrestling still is everything to him. He says he feels resurrected. Wrestling or sports entertainment? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says time to be a better Chris Jericho. Maybe the best version of Chris Jericho ever. No. Uh, and here comes Don Callis. Um he said that Jericho is saying he needs a change. <laughs> Another amazing reaction from Callis. That was, like, yeah, they, that was nice. He's in his own country and they just hate him. Or yeah. they're playing along. It's Either like MJF. Way, it sounds amazing. It's maybe even more than MJF. Um Callis says that Jericho is saying uh it says he needs a change. He said it was six years ago today when he called Jericho to ask him wanted the main event the Tokyo Dome against King Omega. He mentioned their thirty four years of friendship and said that the match changed the course of wrestling history. Is it really that big of a match? I, I guess. <laughs> mm. I don't think I've ever actually watched it. No. Nope. Um, not in full because huh. that was 2018, I think. So yeah. I wouldn't have really been watching New Japan. True. Um, Cal said without that match, these people aren't here right now. And Cal took credit, um, Jericho said that in 2015, Cal was out of wrestling, and Jericho said he helped, uh, him get back into the business. And he said he got Cal in AEW too, so he took credit for that. Um, Cal sp- spoke over the loud booze saying that when he works with Jericho, they make history. Kyle's uh, talking about how he was betrayed by Kenny Omega, so he had to create a new family. He said when he thinks about trust. He thinks about the man that beat Kenny Omega in EW, and he thinks about his best friend in 34 years, Chris Jericho. He asked him to join the family. Uh, Jericho says he, um, he asked if he's seriously asking him, and he said he doesn't join factions, he creates them, and he said maybe. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with what
0: pretty much my notes verbatim here. So, first note When is it Jericho's turn to not be on TV? Then it's a lot of questions. Why is Jericho cutting a babyface cro- promo so much pandering to the crowd? Uh, Jericho as a face, question mark. No payoff to Jericho Guevara attention. Of all people, Callis recruits Jericho. We had a segment this long just to have Jericho say maybe. And, and then I had Jericho cannot in bold join Callis's family. Darby with the heel segment, Jericho with the face segment. What is going on? So uh, this was too long, first of all. um, I don't understand... Just looking at it, if it, like kayfabe wise, I hate using that term, but like, why does Callus want Jericho of all the talent other than on this that? They were friends, I
1: don't think that's a good enough
0: reason. And Jericho is in a group and the head of a group, and what's going on, anyways? Just too many questions, not yeah. enough answers, but did not enjoy it. Was
1: it was weird because sent him back to babyface here, which is random and no sense because he's been the opposite of that lately. And then isn't Sammy supposed to be babyface turning, but now Jericho is, it's weird. I don't get what's happening here. Kals uh, coming out It's always great because the reaction. Yes. But, he couldn't quite um, save it, though. Yeah. However, I cannot stress enough that Chris Jericho cannot be allowed to end the Don cows faction. It's just a horrible idea. Jericho has his own faction that he can stick to because it's literally named after him. <laughs> right. It's literally a faction Good all point. about him. He can keep that. He can go sports entertain elsewhere. Because uh, the second he links up with the Cows family, it would surely cease to be the Takeshita protection squad it's promised to be. And Takeshita would just be the Japanese Sammy Guevara to Jericho. Yeah. And we do um, not want that. And I do not want that. Takeshita as the crown jewel of Cows family makes sense. It's a great concept. It's more interesting. And I love Takeshita. Correct. Um, But Jericho going in there is not only unappealing, but it doesn't make sense <laughs> and would throw that dynamic off. I'm going hard into this. Cause it's like you I'm, wrote an essay on this. I'm reading this verbatim. I know you I'm are. Protect, I'm protecting. Dead set on protecting Takeshita. I I would write an essay on this, actually. <laughs> I know you if would. If you told me to, I would do it. Um, I would fear for Takeshita's future if he gets massively overshadowed by Jericho and the family. Because Heal Takeshita, you've said it, he has promise. He looks I, cool. He's he awesome. has promise. I agree. This thing works. And Jericho would throw a massive wrench into those plans. Um, If they want to push him, this is not the way to go. Right. Um, I don't know why Jericho would even need to join that faction. He literally has his own. He literally said he starts groups. He started two groups. He does not need to join this one. Um, Jericho is past his prime. I don't need him stinking up a new promising group when I'm already tired of jazz. No disrespect to Jericho, but I think you know what I'm saying here. <laughs> uh, Jericho does not need even more TV time. I feel like you get that sentiment. And Takeshita does, I would argue. Uh, Kalis should be recruiting uh, more promising talent like Takesha, ones that can protect him, protect Takesha, not <laughs> Takesha protecting right. Jericho. This is not how this is supposed to go, and this is not the direction we need to go. And I don't like this at all because even if Jericho doesn't join, you can guess who's tied up in a Jericho feud? Takesha and Kalis, right? Which is gross. So there's no really win here. There's just which lo- which loss is less bad. <laughs> so and there you go. That concludes your dissertation on... That concludes... (laughs) Why no Jericho. Yes. Protect Takeshta okay? At all costs. This this faction is about Takeshta. okay? We're making TAS here. Yep. No, TPS. Or just call it TP, because that's funnier. Uh, (laughs) Takeshta protection. Right. We can't... Jericho cannot join this, I swear to God. I don't think he will, but it's like, um... It's like, um... Okay, you won't get it, but when I was watching uh, Guardians 3, because, you know, so Star-Lord used to, like, he had a relationship with Gamora, but then whatever happened, so then and I, they were teasing him, like, going for Nebula, which is her sister, and, like, it's like, you don't think they're going to do it, but the slight fear that they could do it yeah. is enough to, like, make me, you know, right. just, like, the slight fear, like, and I, Hancock would agree with me, like, the slight fear that relationship happening, because it just, it wouldn't make sense, right? So the slight fear of Jericho joining... That faction and just screwing everything up is enough to just be like, like I don't, I don't want that possibility at all. Cause, That's fair. Like I don't know. I think I think I've made my point. Your T- point has been T- made. To I, I must don't be disagree protected. with any of your point. Thank you. Okay, uh, we got a CM Punk turning promo package for him and Joe. Don't care. Skipping over that. Uh, then there's a brief package for the o- other semi with Starks and Hobbs. That one's more interesting because they already have history, so that's kind of cool, actually. Right. Well, okay, Punk and Joe do, do, too, but that's in another company that I don't – and also, like, decades ago. It was, indeed. Almost decades ago. Decade almost. In, decade in another almost decade. Right. Um. Then a uh, generic white guy is <laughs> being checked <laughs> in a medical room. Yes. Um. Doc Samson says he's making progress, but with his history, they're going to take their time with it. Roddy claims he feels great. Uh, Cole comes in to check on him. Roddy asks about him and MJF. um, And Cole says he's uh, under control. Uh, Cole gets a text from MJF. And I'm going to read this and I quote... Hey, bro, you ready to hit that double clothesline or what? <laughs> um, so Roddy was fine, so okay, but the MJF, uh, what, coming with the text was just easily the best part of this. He's not even in the, he's not even present in the segment. He's just the best part of it. I, I love that so much. Yep. Um, um, that made me laugh. It. I like this.
0: I like that they keep the relationship between Roddy and Cole evident too, because like they have a, a history. One. And the AEW. We said it before, but. Some of their characters do more than one thing, right? They're, yeah, there's, it's not like there's a lot of like tunnel vision in other companies where this is the only thing you're doing and nobody Which else exists. hangman does, but they also acknowledge that, so. yes. Um, and then so did you get the packages in before this, Punk and Joe and Hobbs? Yeah, I started. briefly mentioned it. So, all I wanted to say about that was I, when you give two guys a package and they both get to say a whole bunch of stuff and then you get two guys and they only get highlights it makes Hobbs and Starks look at like a tier below yeah you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. it kind of I feel like it's telegraphing neither of those two are going anywhere right but anyways um yeah so I, I I
1: thought the little update on Roddy was fine yeah um yeah and next we got the uh their next quarterfinal match. Mm, you got it. Uh, we got Cole and MJF versus uh, what's been dubbed Magic Meat. Magic Meat. I've uh, heard which that. Which is uh, Matt Menard and The Butcher and, uh the Blind Illuminary Tournament. Um, MJF doing Cole's entrance with them was pretty funny. Cr- crowd I, was I really, really into that. Cole.
0: Cole got really good reaction. Yeah. yeah it me. <laughs> I liked me him of, doing the boom with it. reminded Santa, me of Sandow yeah. and Miz. Yeah. Which I, was brilliant. I, I really liked
1: it. Brilliant stuff. Uh, yeah. And then uh, MJF's also wrestling in the, the Better Than You Bay shirt, which is also funny. Um, Mjf uh, got a low blow again, and Donald starts and butcher. But the ref was distracted because Menard was trying to cheat. Um, Mjf poked Menard in the eye. Cole got the hot tag in. Uh, there's a Ushi to Menard. Uh, Mjf shuts. at Cole the tag, and he keeps shouting about the double clothesline, <laughs> yeah. which was pretty funny. Uh, Cole hit an integrated to butcher, and an insigur to Menard, and then they also took super kicks. Uh, Mjf uh, so finished. Mjf was shouting with the double clothesline again, uh, but Cole just opted to hit Menard with the last shot, and that got the win. So <laughs> That was. Funny, uh. Then post match, MJF grabs the mic. Um, he said he has a question for Alberta, and he asks if there's any devil worshippers in the house. Um, he said he asks Cole, Cole to do the thing, and so he does the Adam Cole Bay Bay, and then MJF says we're better than you, Bay Bay. Uh, MJF says he thinks they would have done better if they hit the devil clothesline, but Cole tells him to shut up. Uh, and then MJF says he thinks everyone would like to see to have another uh bro sesh uh this weekend, and yep, Cole why says not? why not? Uh, then MJF leaves a half or leads a happy birthday chant for Cole. Uh, streamers go out. Guys come out with balloons and cake. Um, oh, cake in a wrestling segment. Yeah. Uh, MJF sings a happy birthday song, but Cole cuts him off saying uh, we get he's a good singer because he was doing, like, the whole... Like, oh, yeah, uh, he was trying real hard to pitch. sound yeah, good. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, he, he doesn't sound bad. No, no, he um, can sing. And he says uh, Max has done more than enough. He says the last thing is to do last thing to do is to make a wish cole blows up the candles MJ says the camera's gonna shove cole's face in it cole turns it around on him and MJ laughs it off while licking cake off his face and then cole says thank you my friend and leaves which i thought was kind of cool because it's kind of the visual of putting in doubt that the two he's of them in party legit. hats made yeah. me laugh too yeah
0: uh j- these guys are really fun together right like they're just a. Uh, uh,
1: I i thought some people not liking this like, i could I don't see know that how I, I, I could see it being I polarizing. See it, but i
0: don't know how you'd because this, this, like, this is like the quote-unquote comedy that I don't mind in wrestling, right? It's yeah. not going too far. So they get the win. MJF doesn't get his double clothesline spot. The match wasn't really much, but the crowd was entertained, right? And it got almost 10 minutes, which is probably a bit much. But the post-match stuff is just fun, light stuff. Again, they both think they've got the other's number, and it's interesting to see where... It, and they, they seem to have pretty good chemistry together. So I thought it's, it's amusing. Um, could have been a bit shorter maybe, but amusing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I thought the match itself was fine. Yeah, it was nothing like, it, it was about what you would expect right. from them uh, until Cole came in, and then the, he cleaned house and whatever, and then eventually picked up the win. But I'm um, sure, I'm sure, as we go on, uh, Cole and MJF will team a bit more in the matches. Like this wasn't. This was kind of more along the lines of right Swerve and Lee. Um, this was more about the post match though, and MJF was once again like super entertaining. I loved it, uh, really amusing. He's really making the whole thing for me right now. He's just, I'm I'm loving the whole thing. Um, his obsession with the double clothesline was really funny. I'm sure that'll be like a small but like kind of worthwhile fun payoff perhaps in the finals. Cause I'm I'm sure they will hit that double clothesline and people are gonna go bananas and that'll be really funny. Yep. Um, birthday celebration was amusing as well. Didn't overstay its welcome either. I thought because sometimes segments like that take a while, but I don't yeah. think it overstayed its no, welcome. It I think it was perfect, perfectly compact and um, um, funny. And at the end, like I kind of like you can't quite tell if Cole's legitimately kind of being won over or if he's just kind of like still playing MJF because mm-hmm. like at the end when he thanks him. So, I think either way, I think this is this is really good. I really like this. It. It's I think, fun. I think both tournament matches on Dynamite delivered in different ways. Yep. Uh, next, we get a brief Britt Baker interview. Um, she says, Ruby has a lot to say these days uh, with the outcast around, and she doesn't care what Ruby or anyone says. Uh, she says, Ruby lied last week, and she hasn't taken every, everything from her yet. She hasn't taken her pride, because she will always be the face of the division. And the other thing is that she will always be the first turning winner, which is something she took from Ruby, and she's going to win the whole thing again.
0: Yeah, this was fine. It's not as like I prefer heel Britt who's like cutting and insulting, but she's super comfortable and polished
1: in spots like this, so she does a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought she always sounds good, but um um like saying things like always being the face of division sounded kinda like a heel comment, but maybe Agreed. I'm reading too much into it. Like I guess like, I don't it disagree. could just be played off but as like babyface, but like I thought like it kind of sounds good. maybe inadvertently, like I'm I'm like I could be reading too much into it, but she's I'm just confident like... babyface. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or she's she's better than the outcast, which is not saying much. N- n- it's no, it's, it's not a it's not a false statement. No, that's the word that is true. For uh, next we get a jazz interview. Um, Garcia says jazz are supposed to be his family and they need him still. Uh, Jericho says they can't uh, always be under his wing and they can spread out and do great things. Uh, Renee says Garcia and Sammy are teaming the blind limaire tournament. Mm, coincidence. Mm-hmm. I I heard they also made it to the quarterfinals. Crazy. Mm. Uh, Jericho says this is their chance to prove uh, what he's saying and go win the tourney and the tag house without him. So I'm going to once again go verbatim here. Uh, No, 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 no. (laughs) I don't like the tease of Jericho joining the Cows family. He does not need to do that whatsoever. No, no. Uh, I don't understand the sudden shift of Jericho this whole time. Like, let's look at... Okay, Uh-oh. not for being, but let let's look at previous storylines. Remember, we had the storyline where Garcia was considering leaving, and Jericho's trying to keep him in. Right, and he stayed in. Sammy's trying to leave. He's thinking of a turning phase, He's trying to leave. Jericho's keeping him in. Now Jericho's like, no, you guys can go off, like unless he's like not serious about it. It's just a weird shift to me. Hopefully, you know he's I mean? doing
0: it to turn on that group and not join the group. Yeah,
1: I that's what I'm hoping. But, but then like, I'm f- afraid of an eight month long. Dude, <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Like a There's no dude. win here. Like this, that's the last thing I said was this better be some sort of angle because it makes no sense. I don't want this shenanigans or don't want his shenanigans near Takeshita. I'm all, I'm all about protecting Takeshita here. My verbatim one, reading my notes verbatim, right. okay. meh, more Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Moving on. All right. I, res- I respect it. <laughs> yeah. I respect it. Uh, next, we get Ruby Soho for Britt Baker in a women's own heart tournament. Come semi quarterfinal. Yeah, I there almost go. said semi. I was like, "Did that one happen already?" No. It did last year, but that was the finals, right. which actually means something. I, we should do a two-person tournament and say, "Oh, this is the finals, finals. of the tournament." Finals of the tournament. <laughs> First round of the tournament. Oh, that's like the that's what the four-person tournaments are. And it's like you start and like oh, they've already made it to the semi Every match is a two-person tournament. <laughs> every match, it's just every match in a tournament is just a tournament into another tournament. It's like it's a it's the tournament of tournaments. Right. Yeah. That's that 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 makes sense. Uh, Baker hit a sling blade, and then there was some botch move that didn't quite work out. Remember? I had botch mid match. I don't. I didn't. Make yeah, I don't, don't what, what it was either. either. Uh, there was a fisherman ne- fisherman neckbreaker from Baker for two. Uh, Storm distracted Baker, then Soho hit a Saito suplex for two. Uh, Storm grabbed Baker's title from last year's tournament. Like, where did that come from? Like Britt Baker's own heart belt yep. from last year's tournament. And to be clear, she didn't wear it out to the entrance. I'm almost positive. I don't think she did. I'm she all...
0: held it up in the promo. Okay. She so... definitely did, because I remember it looked a bit
1: awkward, and then okay. she, she didn't yeah. have. I don't know why she had it. Then that's just because it felt really random to me. Um, and so it sends Baker in the title in the corner. So when Suraj is distracting the ref, then Soho falls with a riot kick or whatever she calls it, for near fall. Um, Soho locks Baker in the lockjaw. Baker push off the ropes, counters into her own lockjaw. Outcast makes the save, then Baker takes takes them up. But Storm interferes once more. Uh, then Soho counters a roll from Baker and gets an assisted pin from the Ocast to pick up the win.
0: Yeah, I, I thought there was some clunky parts to this. There was a yeah. botch to this. Uh, yeah. I just thought kind of slow and unspectacular. The finish was exactly what you'd expect from this. Yeah. I have this predictable, lazy group. Um, the best part for me was Britt kicking out after being run, run headfirst into the belt. That's where it got like people got into it a bit. I was hoping for more of those, these two because I like. Brit and Ruby's capable, um, but I didn't think this was very good. I guess, like, Brit looks okay because she basically was taking three people
1: on, but, like, yeah, this is just more of the same stuff. Uh, right? Yeah, typically these two wouldn't be bad together, but it just seems like one of those nights where just something was off and I something agree. was missing, just not. it didn't, like, completely click. Yep. Um, They were just off here. Some spots were clunky. There was a botch or two. Then it felt generally slow, which isn't typically like them. And then this was, like, it was, I thought it was surprisingly, like, kind of bad at her from these two. Uh, I think they're definitely capable of much better, and it was oddly lackluster. Uh, made worse by the constant outcast interference, like it just like they really spam the interference. I at would the agree. End. Um, here's something Soho versus Sky Blue is better. Insert fake laugh. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Um. So yeah, that was okay. And then we roll into our main event, which is Kenneth Omega versus Wheeler Yuta. Um, I think for the first time. Um. So Yuda mocked Omega's taunt, and then. Uh, he hit him with a suicide dive. He sent him in the barricade pretty good, I thought. Yes. Um, Yuta was in control for a while, targeting the neck until Omega fought back uh, with some jab shots, and then that slam dunk move. He Which does. I think all the neck and back
0: targeting is a callback to the driver he took at Forbidden Door, right? That would make Where sense. Where he got too. dropped on his
1: head and neck. The greatest tiger driver of right. all time. Right. So I think I like that little detail. Yeah. Uh, Fisherman Buster from Omega for two. Uh, there's a big superplex for two from Omega. Uh, he had a stalling dragon, I think it was, or like kind of the wheelbarrow kind of position, I think. Could be. I don't remember. Um, Omega went for the one wing angel, but Yuta got out and got in the seatbelt pin for two. Um, that was Omega cool. hit the powerbomb knee strike for two, uh, which was pretty nice. Love it. Uh, Omega lined up a V trigger, but Don Callis makes his way to the ring. Uh, he was being held back by security, and uh, with, with the ref distracted by Callis, Takashita came in from behind with the blue thunder bomb, and then Yuta pinned him for a two count. Um, then the finish, uh, Omega did eventually connect with the one wing angel uh, for the win, naturally. Yeah. Then Claudio ambushed Omega and Takesha joins in. Hongbuck come in with chairs to attack Claudio, followed by BTE trigger. Then Dark Ora stopped Hangman from hitting Claudio with a chair for some reason and then just cuts out. Yeah. I don't know if that's on T S N or that's on AEW, but that's what we've got.
0: Right. That's all we saw. Um so you had Yuta p- had pinned Omega at double or nothing, right? So the mat matchup kind of made sense I think, coming there. I thought from he pinned there.
1: him on something else too, but no, no, I think it was just that.
0: Um, and then you had Omega's injuries from that move, probably, giving Yuda the opportunity to be in control and, like, showcase himself, which I think is smart, too. It's like he's facing a depleted Omega, so he can get more in than he might normally, right? And you get Omega picking up a quality win because Yuda's been booked pretty strong lately and battling through injuries and stuff for Omega. Um, he looked great when he got control, and then I liked it because Yuda would still find a way sort of to attack the neck again, so... I thought the last few minutes were really entertaining. A very good match. Not like top tier main event or anything, but like a very good match where everything made sense and I thought the crowd response was pretty mm-hmm. strong and enhanced it too. Yeah.
1: So it was good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good as far as main events go. I like the use of Omega's injuries from the rematch of the century, as I'll call it. <laughs> um I think the only major thing was his lack like a bit of a main event feel, but like right. I, I like that is at least getting the spotlight because uh here on his own. So I think that's pretty cool and it's not a big deal um you did well attacking the neck for most of the match and then omega fought back and they had decent back and forth i thought i feel like it could have gotten a little more time a little better with um a little more time but uh i thought it was good for what we got um i like to getting involved even if omega still got the win mm-hmm. um i wish we saw the full post match because i feel like there's something we missed probably um and i it, i don't know if it's because of tsn where we're watching or if it's just like AEW cut off in general because yeah. it was a little overtime. right uh, it was that's did what we saw so we're gonna talk about what we saw
0: that's right um overall i like the show really really like the opener and the main event didn't love a lot of the wrestling in between but segments i thought were fun right the mjf cole stuff was good uh i really liked darby talking about nick wayne um even darby's kind of edgy promo at the beginning of the show i liked as well um and the mox kingston stuff i really enjoyed as well um trying to see just scrolling through my notes here the jericho thing was a minus the women's match wasn't very good cole mjf magic Meat was kind of whatever i'm gonna give this show a b it's uh, thinking about a b plus but then i went back there's a couple things i didn't love so again a solid show really like the opener was probably my match of the night main events good and then several entertaining
1: Mm -hmm. and realistic segments along the way so a good show i thought yeah, I thought it was a pretty good show as well. Um, I really enjoyed the opener as did you, um, and I think the main event was pretty good. And then other matches like I think I think those are the only really notable matches. Um, I think like for a TV match, I think the opener is pretty worth checking out. Yep. Um, so I think those two matches really delivered, and the rest of them were fine to not great. Um, and then I think the segments really did deliver. I think I loved anything with Cole and MJF you did. like their post-match. And then the gym segment, those, they were really great. Um, so that was, those were really funny and entertaining. Um, I liked the Nick Wayne one as well. Uh, Moxie was really great. Uh, Jungle Boy was all right. Uh, Darby Allen was great as well. Um, the Jericho segment was a, a dud for me. And especially if he joins <laughs> the family, I swear to God, he better not join the, like, he, he cannot join the faction. It, it, it cannot be allowed to happen. <laughs> I swear, uh, Baker's fine. The other jazz one was okay as well. Um, I'd give it B. I think it's short, slightly short on a B plus. Me too. But, um, I Good think show. It's a pretty solid show. Yeah, I would agree. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's finish that and move into
0: some trivia. And I'm going to ask you some questions that I know are going to be wrong because it's AI generated again for fun, and that is what we like to call off the top of his head. All right, so I asked AI to generate for me 15, I don't know why, just this came to my head and I wanted to do it, so I did it. Challenging multiple choice trivia to identify 15 WWE Attitude Era mid-card wrestlers. Just because. I was feeling mid-card-ish and I I wanted to limit it to an era. Because I love mid-carders and then I wanted to limit it to an era. And a lot of these are not good, so this might not take long, but we'll see where it gets us it first question is it bizarre ready which wrestler portrayed the character al snow during the attitude era <laughs>
1: what, what do you want me to say do you want like, options
0: leaf casty
1: al snow well i know his real name but I so
0: so you, so you you're already too good for this
1: your options are mick
0: foley terry What's... taylor steve blackman or bob holly no <laughs> steve blackman is there so according to this, Steve Blackman he played Al Snow. Snow. But okay. Leaf Cassidy is more correct. That was his. Uh, this one's easy. Who was known as the Big Valboski during Attitude Era? Or maybe oh. Steve Blackman. I don't know. Awesome mid carter. They got that one right. Which wrestler formed a tag team called the Headbangers alongside Mosh?
1: Thrasher. Yes.
0: Very good. Who portrayed... <laughs> Ready? Another one like the first one. Who portrayed the character the Blue Beanie during the Attitude Era? I don't know his name. Is it Raven? Or Perry Saturn, no. Or Stevie Richards, no. Or Tommy Dreamer, no. Who would Who do you think the AI thought it was? Stevie Richards, right? Because it's the closest affiliate, right? Uh, Which wrestler was known for his European champion gimmick and the catchphrase "Oh, you didn't know"? No. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Okay, so who are they referring to? Road Dog, correct. But But, he wasn't European champion. All right. He was Intercontinental Champion, Hardcore Champion, and Tag Team Champion. Right. At most. So that's the point of this, is to get to your knowledge, to drill down. Who formed a tag team called Kayentai alongside Takamichi Noku? Funaki. Correct. They got uh, that isn't one there, too. is uh, like, what was the name? Mr. Yamaguchi-san or something? Yeah. Which wrestler portrayed the character Midian <laughs> during the Attitude? Dennis Knight. I, so you want to get technical.
0: But... Uh, so you go a far. Or Phineas your... I.
1: Godwin. So you I think he's that one.
0: Okay, so that's funny, because A, both of those are correct, but not what AI said. So AI is giving you the choice of viscera?
1: <laughs> yeah, a, viscera. That's, that is I'm the answer. R.I.P.
0: Draws, Savio Vega, or Phineas Godwin? So they had Phineas there. They era, had one. But that's not it. Okay.
1: At least they had one. <laughs> Who was known as the pimp father during the Attitude Era? Really? Yeah. Uh I think his name's Charles Wright. Right? <laughs> it is also known as. Um, So I, you could do Papa Shango, comma, Supreme Fighting Machine. Correct. Or The Good Father. But not The Pimp Father. They went with The Godfather. But,
0: anyways, it's but, all the same person. But but, but okay. never The Pimp Father. No. Which you wrestler, said Pimp and ain't easy. Which wrestler formed a tag team called Too Much? Actually, I'll say, oh, I make it harder.
1: Tell me both of them. Ryan too, Christopher and Scott Taylor. Correct. Well, they said Scotty Too Haughty, but ugly. That's to too cool, that. okay? Scotty Jotty's too cool. Scott Taylor's too much. Here's a hard one. Who is okay. known for his unique character, Gold Dust? Dustin Rhodes. Correct. Or Seven or Black Rain. Who was Artist formerly known as in a tag Dust? team called the Mean Street Posse? I want all the members. Uh, Was it Pete Gass, yep. Rodney, and yep.
0: Joey Abs? Correct. And they got that right, actually, too. They only wanted you to name one, but I knew you could do all three. Who portrayed the character, the Sultan? Uh, Rikishi. Correct. Or Batu correct uh which wrestler was known too. for his hardcore antics and carried a mannequin head um steve blackman yeah eh. you ready for your options yeah val Venus, raven taz or billy Gunn? okay so i know it's al snow but i'm gonna go with billy Gunn. no raven oh but it was al snow yeah who formed a tag team called the new midnight express alongside actually can you give me both of them it was bob holly and someone correct I don't remember who oh, the other one was. Oh my God. So we have to trust AI because they're saying, if I give you options, we'll see. Okay. Bart Gunn, Al Snow, Steve Black. Oh, it Gun. was Bart Gunn, I Kay. think. They said Bart Gunn. Hold on. I believe that's correct just because I actually
1: lived it. I think it's right. Dude. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Uh, Yeah, it is. Okay. Which? I, that, that makes sense. I, I knew that, but I forgot. You already
0: answered this one. Which wrestler portrayed the character, of the Good Father? What's his real name? Charles, right? Yeah. yeah. Godfather, Kama, Papashanga. You nailed it. So not a great showing by (laughs) AI in the mid-card stuff, but they got a few. Really weird one. They got a few. All right, so we'll go back into the week of wrestling talking about what we watched and from what we watched, what we liked and didn't like in what we call high spots and rest holds. All right, you would go first as the Monday Night Raw person, although I will say... I watched, and I should do it every week. I don't know why I don't. I went into YouTube and watched what WWE tells me are the 10 things I should know from
1: Raw. So we'll see how many. I just look at the actual you mentioned. clips and I'll I take what I can get. Yeah, so I watched um, whatever they fed I took me. a high spot. Like it, It's not from Raw. They posted it a day before Raw is on YouTube. It's weird, but there's a Champa promo and it's exactly like the ones that he used to do nice with the chair when he flipped the chair to the way yeah yeah um i didn't watch the whole thing but i saw a bit of it and like it's just nice that he's back to that uh black heart champs that's cool and then the yeah. only one i have from raw is um i know what it is yeah it's the basil and rousey segment it was good uh shana sounded really good here and her point of view is perfectly logical logic or not Well when the first thing she came out and said was like, I'm pretty sure
0: I speak for everyone, I say we don't want to hear you cut a pro She actually got cheered. It was so weird and that's the that was the Um, only thing. But more than that,
1: this actually felt like this genuinely felt like someone in the spotlight I've wanted for her for three years. Yep. I've been campaigning for this for three years and this feels like a potential start. It does. Uh, and like, and I mean that genuinely, not just h- not hoping for it. I mean, I am. But it's just un- we it were talking like about something. it
0: before we started recording. It's unfortunate that it kind of feels like it's because okay, Rousey's on her way out. Yeah. So what can we quickly get some benefit? Oh, she can. Her teammate can turn on her, right? Yeah.
1: Rather than like a hey, you know who we should really build because she's freaking amazing is Shayna Baszler. Yeah, that's that's not where this is coming from. Probably not. Uh, the only nitpick I had was here is that like because Rousey's rather unpopular, Baszler the heel. Is getting, is getting cheered, cheered. She is like at least like a decent amount, and you can't uh, which blame I find them. amusing more than anything. No, um, and Baszler also need her pretty good at the end. Um, she did that um, knee yeah. looked awesome. Uh, Baszler could win the feud to send Rousey packing, uh, and then just have her run through the roster. Yep. And then meanwhile, you build up a babyface crazy concept. No uh, to beat Ripley for the title, and the Baszler is next up because right. Baszler's not being Ripley. That just that would just be a weird dynamic and it doesn't do Roxanne do Perez Basler would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Such like a small baby face. Like a Dakota Kai thing. Yeah. Be cool. Yeah. Um so I'm really excited this seems like P- perhaps better things for Basler should be. Um, I probably shouldn't be hopeful again, but no, whatever. just to get crushed. But that's, but that's how I do. We'll always root for Basler. yep, she's awesome. That is very interesting. Um, and that's all I have for raw. All right. so taking a look at NXT this week. the
0: opener was underwhelming for me. It was, and I like both of them, Blair Davenport and Roxanne Perez, but things kind of felt out of sync right from the start on this one. There were some awkward things. Roxanne's dives really had nothing on them. I I think that's been a thing before I couldn't get into this just even though I was interested in it on paper there was something the story was that Roxanne took a knee to the head while up against the steps and never really recovered Um, Davenport hit a falcon arrow a bit of a rough looking one for a near fall and then two Kamagoyas that looked pretty good actually Um, so she picks up the win after 12 minutes right so your opening match on NXT is longer than three consecutive PLE matches which I think is strange but anyways these two have better matches in them. I was a bit surprised at the finish and how clean it was because it was knee-knee and it's over. So I don't know. It looks like they have plans for Davenport, and I don't know what's going on with Perez, but it seems like she's been sort of slowed down a little bit. Mm. Uh, not, Something else I didn't think was great, mm-hmm. Ivy Nile speaking to Mackenzie about the Creeds. Oh, I thought that was... Being focused for I their, heard a bit of it. it for, yeah, you didn't love it. For the loser-leaves-town match against the Dyad, Stratton interrupts her. Um, yeah, have you in this note? It says Stratton sounded good. Nile continues to sound really unnatural and uncomfortable. Brackets. Even Jack said something about it. Yeah. Because you watched a bit of this with me. Um, high spot, and we mentioned it, kind of referred to it in uh, when we were in the opening, and it, that was Baron Corbin pre-recorded package that I thought was really cool. So. Yeah it was a pretty thinly veiled critique of all of the main roster
1: characters that he's played for yeah, the he last, th- I think he's burning eight years. aspects of them. Like he yeah. through the crown and the lone wolf jacket. And he was talking about like, what was it? Like he thought bringing back like the, going back to his roots last week would help him out. Right. But, like he's not, he's going to start fresh or something like yeah, that. Yeah.
0: He's going, he's just burning it all down and he's going to rebuild. Hey, and... hey, hey, no, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it was something like he has money, fame in the family. Cause it's, there's little bits of him in a fancy house and stuff like clearly living well, but he doesn't have the reputation he wants. He said he's been considered like consistent, safe and good, but wants to be feared
1: and respected, right? So then yeah, he burns everything down in his furnace or whatever. Yeah. Um, I really like this. Me too. Just I'm I just kind of caught it and um I really liked it. Me too. It was interesting and it makes sense. And I think it's like basically what I was saying last week. He could
0: be a really convincing dominant big man in NXT, right? He can be really useful in developing younger talent because they can wrestle an accomplished experienced big guy, right? Cause you're going to get a lot of that on main roster. There's big dudes there. So I think he can be super useful. And if it means
1: he kind of resets himself and then goes back later, that's fine. Yeah, I, I, I like this too. Totally that, yeah, I'm interested to see where they go with it for sure. I mean, like as he's getting older too, they're, they're going to run out of options. That's so right. this is like, I mean, it's a good last effort to get him something and it's true he's
0: made a ton of money and stuff and he just has never been the man right and that's his motivation now so it's cool makes sense Uh, another thing i really liked was mustafa ali taking on tyler Bate. started off slowly built into a really good match and the story of this was that they are just incredibly evenly matched and would almost go like move for move at times it was kind of like whatever you can do i can do it too kind of thing which was fun um and ali's leaning into working as a heel here and he won both guys were kind of standing on the ropes um Ali ends up crotching bait bait on the ropes and then nails absolutely nailed the four Yeah, it was kind of like one of those cheap, not cheap things. Yes. It's like it's not illegal, but it's also not the most noble way to win a match, right? Yeah. So kind of like that. Um this got 14 minutes, and I thought it was really good and what you'd expect from these two guys. And Ali as a heel is interesting as long as it's like he has some character development and a reason for being a heel, not just like even though he's not a foreigner technically, right? He's from like Chicago or whatever, right? But uh, mm-hmm. be a heel, but have some sort of reason for it, please. Yeah. Um. Don't just make it that he looks like he should be in Vince's opinion. You know what I mean? Um. After the match, Ali spoke to the camera saying he's challenging Wesley for the North American title at Great American Bash. Um. Rest Hold, I think you saw this as well. Um. Tatum Paxi and Kalani Jordan, I think in ring debut yeah. for Kalani Jordan. Maybe a Nuss level up, I don't know
1: um i don't know so who's accompanying Kal- kalani jordan uh an experienced veteran who's gone to the top and is now helping the young one <laughs> that's ones. right and has um
0: gymnastic experience right so it's dana brooke uh with her so this was only three minutes i wasn't impressed this is um it re- these are the matches that remind you yes this is a developmental company right yeah. um jordan won with like not uh, a good way <laughs> a stun dog millionaire wasn't it yeah um and then Jade came out, and she went with the move that Cassie does like three times in a match. Yeah, Jade comes out, talks trash to Dana Brooke, um, and then Jade ends up retreating after being challenged to a match. So we also noticed watching it that Paxi was playing like a darker look sort of thing, like you were she like had a weird goth look that looked kind yeah. of yeah. Um, and and again, I think commentary keep trying to brand her as a powerhouse, and I don't think that it's weird because she looks like pretty much anyone on the roster right so So it really doesn't work for me trying to tell us she's jade cargill or something is not really working for yeah that does it does not work jordan i mean she's super young and inexperienced right so she's a gymnast and that's kind of out of the like the sol ruka where everything involves cartwheels and flips and whatever and fine but when she learns to wrestle she might be cool but for now not great Mm -hmm. um i like this the chase you segment i think you were there for that too i thought it was fun you had Andre Chase, who's back, right, um, thanking Duke Hudson for planning lessons and grading papers and helping the university thrive while Chase has been away. Talks about Thea Hale making Tiffany Stratton tap last week, although uh, the tap didn't count, obviously, and about Phantom Gulak tap. and Dempsey causing a distraction. And then we get the usual thing. A random student asks if um, if Charlie would be guest lecturing or Drew and Charlie would be guest lecturing and Duke does the honors and yells and swears at the student as Chase usually does. Um, I think these are fun, right? There's a place for this type of stuff yeah. on a two-hour wrestling show, and I think they do a good job. Especially it's Come a long
1: way from kind of sucking. Oh,
0: yeah. The core trio of Hudson, Chase, and Hale are all pretty good in their roles, right? And Hale's energy just amuses me in general. Um, and I think Hudson and Chase can be a useful tag team to flesh out a division, right? And work against heels, get sympathy, the crowd's into it, never win, that kind of thing. I could see that happening. Um, I wanted to ask you, because we watched this together, I think, right? What were your thoughts on the Underground match? Nah. I put it as a rest hold. It was, Yeah, I would definitely call it a rest so hold. I would say it was on the fence, but I wanted to talk about it, so I think I pushed it towards rest hold. I didn't love it. I don't think it was terrible. I don't think it was great. And uh, I put the NXT extras, and I put in, because I think I'm clever sometimes, the nextras, I put, question <laughs> mark. Surrounding the ring really annoyed me.
1: You're allowed to think you're clever. Yeah.
0: Especially when you contrast them to the actual audience that's right
1: behind them not reacting. It feels like, and it felt like such a pandemic-era thing. And that's because it was. Underground was yeah. pandemic-era. Yeah, it's you're right. Like, it's, the, and it's the fake crowd that... Right. Overreact it, to everything. It's, like, every little move, they're acting like someone just broke their neck. Or, like, just just no 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 cartoonish. every move they're acting like kenny omega kicked out of the one wing not right. one well the cra- actual crowd behind them watches like a normal wrestling crowd yeah so that's if, the thing that was weird to there's me, a direct
0: like, comparison right behind them who are telling me this isn't as exciting as what you're telling
1: me yeah and it's not even like they had the the fake crowd people because they were in it like they just did it they stripped down the ring and did it right there so i yes. don't know why they felt the need to do that other than to make it like the It was like a super kick
0: show where you can go right up to the ring and there's no seats, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, so it was weird. I didn't know why they brought there, back this match.
0: There was a crazy spot in this where Kemp belly-to-belly overheads Thorpe from the ring like to the floor, which was really unexpected. But So lots of strikes, suplexes, powerbomb, um, and then a triangle choke by Thorpe, and then he just sort of starts dropping down elbows, and the ref ends up stopping it, right? This only was eight minutes, and then I also thought Gable Steveson using his medal, like the Undertaker's urn, like just holding it
1: in Thorpe's face to motivate him yeah, was Yeah, I don't silly. know that... Like, that, like, I mean, I think you're right. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like the kind of motivation thing. But to me, it, it reminded me of Jungle Boy talking about Hook dangling the title in his face. <laughs> right. And then Thorpe could be like, you're dangling your metal in my face constantly. Like, and Steveson like
0: didn't seem comfortable being the cheerleader and in uh, Thorpe's corner either. So I, I wasn't impressed with him until... After the match, um, I don't know what it was. One of the the nextras wanted to touch his medal or something, and he started suplexing. And I, dude, he's explosive. Like I don't want to like him cause, because of who he is and things he's done. But like those suplex were freaking impressive. I'm not gonna lie. Like just the explosion. Off yeah, them, they were pretty solid. Um, I was surprised he didn't turn and join Kemp. I I, I believe that's probably in the future. So I, I didn't love the match. I didn't think it was terrible, and there was some decent stuff. But I thought it was worth mentioning at least. And then um, a high spot, really quick segment. You liked it too, with Trick and Mello responding to Judgment Day. Yeah. Basically inviting all of them to NXT and follow through. Thought they sounded good. They are good. Uh, and then my only note here says, ready? I'm putting you on the spot. Ask Jack. So, summarize if you remember and tell me what you thought of the Stacks Tony D Joe Coffee segment. Do you remember? Yes. And what's the match that came out of it? What's the Okay. Because this is how, right. So, as Canadian people, okay? So you're, you're a teenager, you're in high school in Canada, but you're not going to learn that much about the American justice system. No. So that's where we need NXT and WW in general to, to step in yeah. and educate us on how... And I'm an impressionable young right. fellow. So you learned how American justice yeah. system works. Go ahead.
1: Mm-hmm. Or at least like an option, right? Correct. Like, it is okay. one of the avenues of the American yeah. justice one, system. One of, the, one of the many avenues. Okay. Um. So I think it was... It, okay, what was it? It was so... Right, Stax is talking to Tony D on, like, the 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 prison phone thing. Yep, yep. And so he brings Joe Coffee in, and Tony's mad because it's, like, he thinks that Stax betrayed him. Right, and why but did you so help Gallus? And he rolled in with audio of you saying you're the new Don, which didn't really get
0: addressed too fully, I didn't yeah, think. But no,
1: it's weird because he thinks he's turned on him, but, like, he hasn't. But maybe he has. Right. I don't know. Um. And so Stax has struck a deal with Joe coffee as you do as you do so if stacks beats Joe <laughs> Correct. coffee in a singles match then Tony D is freed free from man. prison charges are dropped charges are completely dropped
0: and no they get insight. a title match right right yes.
1: so there's that um so really just a win on all fronts there and then um what is it if he loses mm-hmm. I think like I think Joe implied that if he loses, then he'll be convicted of the crime. Yeah. That you're
0: like staying in jail for a long time or something.
1: Yeah. Like he'll be staying in jail. And like, it's, I, to me, it was like, is he, it'll it's freedom, likely freedom on a pole match basically <laughs> is what we're Oh, getting. I want that. <laughs> that would be so much better. I think like the, it's if Joe coffee wins, I think it, it was like, yeah, he'll be there for a long time. I think it was implied that like, he'll probably get convicted. Right. I think that's what it was. Freedom so. on a pole.
0: You put key, the keys to his cell on top of the pole. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Right? And either he gets them and lets himself you're out. like, I don't know if you do, like, you do legal documents or something. Like, But, yeah, this is you know how... No, you do, like, the charges on the... You put all the charges in a legal document and you hang that. So, I didn't know this is how it worked in America. That you can set up a fight for your freedom from... Yeah.
0: So, just obviously ridiculous. But, like, also, I don't... So, coffee showed up last week and tried to turn tony against stacks but now this week he's working with stacks and tony somehow is just like maybe he's gonna use that i don't know why
1: am i trying to no i'm not gonna justify no he heard audio of
0: stacks going like i'm the new dawn and blah 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 but anyways i was gonna try to justify it i'm not i'm not gonna it's silly i did not enjoy yeah i'm glad you were there to see it it's um not
1: too logical
0: no uh, I actually liked a JC Jane match, and she was taken on Kyra, uh, no. Lyra, sorry, Valkyria. I think this is where I left. Um, You did. I thought this was a good nine-minute match. Essentially, a lot better when Valkyria's on offense. She won with a jumping kick to the head and the black mass, which she doesn't always nail the black mass, which isn't my you favorite. You know who does? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Valkyria is a really fluid athlete, and she's really easy to watch. It's hard to explain, but, like, Maybe not to this level, but you know, we talk about swerve. He just kind of moves differently. Yeah. And like Nick Jackson has moments where he does it too. And to his credit, even though I think he's really boring outside the ring, um, Blake Christian as well, they just move differently. And Lyra does that. I, she's really cool to watch, but the character needs a tweaking, right? The the bird lady or whatever it is, is not, is, is not doing it for me. But she's one of my favorite in ring in the women's division. Um, so she picked up a win here, which was good. I thought the match was decent. And then poor Kiana James, another weak story for her, I think. So this week it's Gigi Dolan trashed Kiana James' office in retaliation because remember, um, James dumped paint all over her in the ring last week.
1: Oh, yeah. How could I? That's like, that would have made me laugh if it was in 2.0 because that would be pretty. It would have fit. It was the right paint. So James is obviously
0: furious, walks into her office, and Gigi left a note saying that she can't outrun her past. So I groaned watching this, and something about the tone of this bothers me. It's I can't explain it, but it's the tone a lot of stuff, or some stuff, maybe not a lot, isn't fair, that NXT segments have. And I don't like the feel to it, and this was one of them. And I just, I don't know why they keep saddling Keanu James with this stuff, but anyways. High spot, Um, Von Wagner. Warning. High spot Von
1: Wagner two weeks in a row. Warning. Uh, Did you see this week? He just killed Javier Bernal, basically. I heard. I saw, wait, no, I saw that. I think I saw the clip on YouTube. I didn't watch it, but like I saw that that was... Unless clip. I'm kind of... wrong, and I don't think I am, by far the biggest reaction to
0: anything on this show to this point. The crowd loved this and went bananas when he powerbombed Bernal through the announce table. So, I don't know. Maybe they found something with Von Wagner, but the crowd loved him, and I've liked him for two weeks now. Um, and I like the last high spot was the good main event with a surprise finish. I did get spoiled on it, but I was still like surprised when I was spoiled on it. And that's the Creeds, um, ended up losing their match to the Dyad Thanks and are gonna have to follower, right, right? So the Creeds just continue to do crazy athletic things. I showed you Brutus nailing uh AJ Styles, uh, style, um, 450, right? Um, You had the usual crazy suplexes from Julius. Remember, you watched the one-legged kip-up by like a 240-pound man. That's pretty crazy. Um, So the finish for this, Ava gets into the ring. Ivy goes after her to sort of take her out. And then a guy who we don't know, and they keep telling us they don't know, with a hood and a mask comes in on the apron and headbutts Julius with their mask of death that these guys seem to have. It just kills people. Uh, Ref's distracted by this, or sorry, while this happens. So the dyad don't even win with their cool finisher. It's just a double code breaker, right? Um, and they pin Julius after 18 minutes. So, the Creeds, I guess, have to go to main roster, right? So fantasy book them mouthpiece for them. They come in as heels and immediately feud with the Usos, and you're just Who's like mouthpiece. Somebody, and um, you're just like these guys are. You kept top bananas right away. You like suggested... they don't need to talk. We got someone to talk for you suggested them. Suggested someone, I remember. But you they're like Team me. Angle, Heyman? No, you. Heyman ends some, up splitting with Reigns and brings these guys in. Wrestler, I thought. Oh, I don't know, LA Knight. No, um, but I think you bring them in as heels and just silent killers, right? Uh, they have freakish athleticism. They have their amateur background. Blah blah blah. Like Team Angle. Um, all right, Impact quickly. Kaz and Eddie Edwards had a rematch in an opening match. It was 11 minutes. It was good. Edwards ended up winning this one. Cause Alicia came in with a kendo stick and it's going to lead to Tracy Brooks coming for the rubber match. They're going to have to keep her eye on Alicia. Good match. Solid wrestlers there. Um, Leo rush and Magnus interacted and I liked it cause it was basically them agreeing to only work together long enough to get rid of the machine guns. Cause I'm not a huge Magnus fan. I do like Leo rush. So I was just personally glad to see that Leo rush is going to sort of go and do his own thing after this. Probably. Um, Waste of a tag team match, you had, I didn't even write who it was. It was, oh, it was Swan and Callahan taking on Champagne Singh and Mahabali Shara in three minutes with a kick to the head and cactus driver combination. I saw that was was on. I thought that was weird. Seemed kind of pointless. I think they're just trying to, because they did do a thing not long ago where Swan and Callahan do have history together, and I think they're just trying to put them together. Uh, unfortunately i didn't love dirty dango segment this week he kind of went too far into like i hate wrestling and like i haven't watched anything since the 90s um santino's a one-hit wonder now he's involved with heath telling heath he's never gonna hit his finisher on him again uh et cetera. Et cetera. i've enjoyed what he's been doing lately but i didn't love this one as much i thought he was leaning too far into the like behind the curtain stuff rather than just being like I've made a ton of money and I'm happy to be on this roster cause they're paying me. Like that's what I enjoyed. Not the like, here's all the inside wrestling references. Um, I thought there was a good quick match in the middle of the show. Alan angels, uh, cause he's kind of at odds with the rest of the design, right? Took on Jonathan Gresham. So really good action. Both these guys are good. Diener gets an angels face near the finish again. And Gresham hooks on a painful looking octopus angels taps after 10 minutes. Um, and then Angels goes against Diener's orders after the match and shakes Grisham's hand. So it's still just copy and paste design stuff. It feels really stale. They just need to let Angels get out of this and dissolve the rest of the group. Um, I thought they had potential right at the beginning, but mm-hmm. clearly they don't. <laughs> um, I thought Diana Perrazzo and Trinity had a good interaction. Trinity was annoyed because Perrazzo took so long to come and help her last week after Trinity had helped Perrazzo before that. And Deanna, while claiming that she wants Trinity at 100% for the match, and that's why she came out to help her, Trinity's more like, I think you took so long so that I'm not 100% for the match, right? And then Deanna starts to kick in her heel attitude, which I really like, um, because she starts saying she doesn't need anyone's help, and she was the champ champ, and she had a champ champ challenge and all this stuff. So I like when she's good no matter what, but when she gets heely, I really like it. So I like this exchange. Deanna's starting to get snippy at the end is really what I like. Um the super confident heel champion. Big rest hold just when I think the good hands who I like might get some traction, <laughs> right? Nope, they get squashed by PCO. I saw a lot of people praising that in the comments. Really? Yep. Uh PCO by himself in less than 2 minutes and everything that PCO did looked dangerous for the good hands. He had a deanimator to hotch on the That's apron. That's okay though, they're, they're good hands. He had his PCO salt for the win and so Either PCO or someone he wrestles are gonna get hurt really soon. There is no grace to his high risk stuff. He is simply allowing gravity to do the work, right? And I it's gonna end poorly for somebody. Um and then if this embarrassment wasn't enough for the good hands, Hotch also has to take a beating from Scott Demore. actually a, a pretty good looking sky high. And and just I thought that good hands were getting some positive attention as a tag team, they get buried here. You thought um, wrong, sir. So Macklin and Bully Ray come out with chairs. And they handcuffed D'Amour to the ropes, Drag PCO. Oh, yeah. Remember you saw this, too? I laughed so hard. They drag PCO out of the arena so that they can cut to a different scene where they pour battery acid down PCO's throat, right? And then set oh, him on fire. I saw part of it, yeah. They literally pour lighter fu- fluid on him and set him on fire after making him drink battery acid. So I, I got a lot of amusement out of that, actually. Finally, the main event was solid. Um, the fans really got into Leo Rush, so it was Rush and Magnus take... Sorry, I call him Magnus all the time. <laughs> so if, you, if you're if you a regular listener, just get used to I'm going to call Nick Aldis Magnus. It's just going to happen. Um, taking on the machine guns, Rush really impressed with his just quickness and ability to avoid his opponents. Finish sees Aldis get the King, um, a King's... What is it? Cloverleaf, he calls it. King something. Anyways, I he has know. a name for his Cloverleaf. Puts it on Alex Shelley with Sabin making the save. Um, Leo Rush hits Sabin low, kicks him in the head, setting up the final hour and the pinfall win for the heels here after 18 minutes. Entertaining match. Magnus is the only slow spot. He's solid. He's just not an amazing wrestler. Um, and Ray Walt did bring something up that I think is interesting. And I don't know why he would bring it up for no reason. Option C. Cool story to tell with the guns, right? that Saban would end up wanting to cash it in, and he has to cash it in on his like two-decade teammate, and it would be a banger probably too. So I don't think they brought it up for no reason, and I'm intrigued now. That is interesting. Right? And that's all I have. I didn't even think about that. And I did already say Ring of Honor, Commander defeated Gringo Loco, really good opener. Then I fell asleep. Uh, What do you have for anything on SmackDown?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, nice. (laughs)
0: Like there's lots?
1: No, I forgot. Oh, okay uh the only high spot i have was uh the bloodline stuff on smackdown i saw little bits of the tribal court yeah and then uh and solo being on the usos uh what i like the most is jay coming back later in the show taking out roman solo being roman or being solo out with a chair yep then challenging roman um i hope they do do that match it would be a great full circle kind of thing for the for the bloodline which i already mentioned whether jay wins or not right It'd just be kind of cool to go back where we began. Yeah, thing. full circle, mm-hmm. like almost, almost if you three years later. Plan and write things; you can
0: mm-hmm. do good work.
1: Mm-hmm. Crazy how that works. Well, I don't think they planned the end game. They kind of just kind of figured it. I out. I think
0: they planned to a point, and then it became like, "This is where we go now." I think which we're is fine too. That's but, a viable like, yeah. option. No, I don't yeah, think that's yeah, yeah.
1: terrible. Uh, the, then I had two wrestles, one of which was AJ Styles versus Carrying Cross. You know the drill. That's Please tell me Styles won. I think so, but I just wanted to be mean in, to in cross. general. Just get a shot <laughs> just, in at carrying cross. Yeah, just take get a, it. another pot shot at him. And then another one was that uh, Ellie Knight uh, taking a hit row in a digital exclusive segment. Hit row still exists. Yeah, what a waste of Ellie Knight. Yeah, uh, at their MSG show,
0: punished yeah. for getting over. But I hate I fr- I don't it's like saying possible. that because it's such a like WWE hater thing to say, but it's true sometimes. And I hope I'd, it's not for him.
1: I don't want to jump to conclusions yet, but I think it, we're he, we're starting to kind of teeter in that direction and no
0: he's not too old but yes he is too old if you're gonna like
1: do nothing with them for six seven years right then you have to like you don't have that the clock is running on him Mm -hmm. right yeah um but anyways which is why they went with the young up-and-comer damien priest right right uh anything else uh no All right. And you said
0: there's no new figures to discuss Um, today? Not really. All right. So that's going to bring us to the end of episode 155. We'll be at three years next week. So I don't know if we're doing anything. Uh, Um, We'll we'll think of something. We always discuss it, but never come up with anything. But anyways. (laughs) I don't know if we did last year. We really appreciate you uh, listening to us talk about wrestling. Any time you spend listening to us is much appreciated. We will definitely be back for the three-year anniversary episode next week. And until then, everybody, take care.